Positively Uplifting, Alive 105. Another live presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. 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 Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Guys, once again, it's Friday night. Uh, we're in week three of the playoffs now. Good good place to be. Uh, last week, we played Wichita West. Uh, pretty good ball game. Uh, Coach Clark will let you talk about the uh, offense and special teams. We'll let Coach Wietrich talk uh, about his defense. All right, uh, I'll, I'll start off with special teams. Um, I thought our kickoff unit did a pretty good job covering the ball. Um, we've we've got to do a better job of placing the ball where we want it to be placed. Uh, we we put our kickoff unit in quite a uh, some bad situations where we kicked the ball. We kicked it right to where they wanted to return it, and and uh, so I, I, hopefully I I think we've got that cured this week through practice. Um, our uh, the rest of our uh, special teams kickoff kickoff return. Um, I think we were one block away, one block off from from uh, w- what we thought could have been a touchdown, but we still got a pretty good return on that. And then punt return did a did a decent job, um, but probably not our best game. Our kickoff team actually, I think we we got two turnovers on that team, so uh, um, it w- that that was pretty exciting. But but that was our special teams against West, and then then offensively. Um, I thought we looked good at times. Uh, we turned the ball over uh, too much, you know, with uh, the one where we were going into the end zone and we fumbled. Uh, wish that wouldn't have happened, but I think it was a great learning lesson for us. Uh, Wichita West had, had some really, really good athletes on that side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, I mean, they made us work. And, you know, I've, I don't have much of a voice from this week. And it started Monday with the film session with the kids. Uh, you know, the, I, I think the kids were expecting to come into film and uh, just be a regular film session and move on to the next one. And and uh, we, we probably spent about an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes watching just the offense uh, versus their defense. And, and we did not have a good game blocking and that's just not the offensive line. It was wide receivers, and uh, golly, we we broke it down. Uh, we stayed on a play. It seemed like every play we stayed on for about three or four minutes because we had so many corrections that we had to make, and uh, um, it got pretty heated in there. It, it, I mean, all the coaches were getting after it on on the players, and I think the players understood because. Uh, they came out this week, and we probably had one of our best week of practices. Uh, they came out with a different tempo, and I think that has a lot to say with the week that we're in and knowing that Manhattan's a really good team. But, uh, um, you know, after Monday's film session, they, the kids figured out that if we play that like that uh, tonight, uh, there's we're, we're going to be checking in our pads next week. Uh, defensively, um, first off, you know, hats off to, to West last Friday night they did they came they came to play those kids played really hard um I was super impressed with uh you know with th- with those kids coming into our place you know in our environment and then they were they were ready to play I mean they came out first couple of series and they were they were hitting us in the mouth um but our kids stepped up and our kids uh, had a good week of practice and our kids you know rose to the occasion and did what they needed to do I mean, and they like we talked about it was gonna be power football smash mouth football and it was uh they had some big guys up front and uh, we did a good job of, of, of plugging the gaps and making sure we're in the right spots and uh, flying to the ball. So 
Uh, really happy with our guys on defense. Um, still need to get a little bit better when our, you know, once again we had an opportunity our twos come in and we're trying to develop some bet some depth and we we still we still those guys we're still on those guys really hard. Um, like coach said in the film session, it was uh, you know our ones our ones did a pretty good job. We corrected them. We made sure to talk to our twos too because uh, we're still not happy with some of those guys when they come in. They're not they're not living up to the standard we're setting for them. But um, our one guys, the good thing is we came out. They're healthy um, defensively. We're 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 understanding stuff. We got a big challenge tonight against Manhattan, uh, but we're healthy and we're uh, we're ready to go. Coach, uh, you guys have. You know, a long season, and the freshmen, their season was over oh, probably two, three weeks ago. But there are a few freshmen uh, suiting up for the varsity games on Friday night. How do you determine which freshmen get to suit up, and and uh, when do you usually cut the other guys loose? Well, most of our freshmen uh, stop playing after their last freshman game. Um, but there are a select few of freshmen that, that stay after. Like, we usually cut the freshmen. Um, in practice, we will watch film as a varsity and as we're doing that, our freshmen will run a uh, freshman team. And then they'll go through all, all our individual drills and some stuff. And then when we go varsity team, the freshmen go home. And there's a select few of freshmen that, that stay afterwards and run scout team. And and uh, we don't keep everybody, but there there's some kids that are physically mature that, that can handle and, and hang with some of our varsity guys. So we keep those guys. And then those guys that we keep, we, we figure that we'll, obviously we still need them for scout team. And uh, um, a lot of times those are some of the guys that may be in the two deep or something to, as sophomores. So uh, uh, we decide to keep them. I think we kept about 15 freshmen. Um, we might be down to like 14 or 13 right now. But uh, um, those guys have been practicing with the varsity all, all year, and uh, um, they deserve the right to, to stay out with them and keep practicing. And they're getting a couple extra weeks of practice. But at the same time, we've, we've – some kids uh, – you know, they, they may be 105 pounds as a freshman and just, just haven't matured yet. So uh, we're not going to keep those kids that, that could actually get injured in, in practice because they're going against the varsity guys. So uh, um, we've had a lot of kids on our team. we got a lot of kids starting varsity right now uh, that we didn't keep as freshmen because we didn't think they were physically capable as a freshman because kids mature at a different age. And uh, um, they didn't stay out as freshmen, but, you know, they came out their sophomore year and uh, now they're starting uh, for offense or defense. So uh, it, it really doesn't say mean much. Um, they're getting a couple extra weeks, but, uh, I mean, kids mature at a different rate. And, uh, uh, these kids that we kept are, are kids that can hang with our varsity. Coach, last week we got uh, Grant Adler back. Uh, he'd set out for several games. Uh, kind of grade uh, Grant on how he performed in the first half uh, it looked like uh, he, he did pretty well uh, I'm sure a little bit of rust on him but uh, talk to us a little bit about how Grant did you know that that was by design um, we, we knew Lim was going to start but we also knew if if Grant wanted to play in these games like Manhattan that we needed to knock the rust off and and I don't think he was a hundred percent uh, but I think he was close enough, and, and our, our trainers, uh, Rex, said he wasn't going to re-injure himself too bad if, if he got hurt or whatever. Um, he ended up getting a little hobbled up, but uh, um, we needed him to get some live reps and some confidence going in if, if you know we were going to go with Grant af- after that game. So he did get some reps. I would say for what he was able to do, I thought he played well. He made some unbelievable passes. That one to read Liston, 
on the the scramble that he threw across his body, a dart right right into the end zone, and and Reed made a fantastic catch. Then he threw another one to Carsack, kind of underthrew him a little bit, but that that was on the scramble too. But uh, um, I thought he graded out pretty well for for what we were expecting him to do. Uh, he got hobbled up. We we missed one of our pass protections and got hobbled up on a, on a one where he got got tackled by a defensive lineman. But uh, um, it it played out perfectly almost to where he got some reps, had some a little bit of adversity, and uh, handled it well. And uh, you know because of that, he's he's had a great week of practice this week. And uh, the kids know. Grant's a, a really good quarterback, and, and they love to follow Grant. And uh, the deal is, is uh, we we also know we have Lim right behind him or right next to him right now. So uh, there is some depth there. But the other thing it creates is some depth at the running back position because when Lim was quarterback, Trey was running back, and if Trey went down, we were probably going to have to go to Dylan Edwards as, as a freshman. But now that we have Grant back. Lim can play both positions, so that that helps in depth in in both positions. Coach Wietrich, uh, uh you kind of hold your practices. I, I'm assuming uh, until you guys join up for for good on good, but you kind of hold your practices. Uh, uh, I guess your defensive guys off of, as a group of their own. Talk to us a little bit about what you do in practice, and and if there's any just drills you do every night or or just how, how you run your defensive practice yeah so i mean we're, we're gonna have you know we, we first start practice we're always start with some sort of special teams we have a big emphasis on special teams which i think has been tremendous and uh you guys see that every friday night our special teams are, are the best best special teams out in the field um and then after that we get an individual you know our, i have some really good defensive coaches and uh you know, we'll talk on, on, on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, and talk about what kind of the, what's the emphasis of the week as far as what do we need to develop as far as, you know, skill sets or traits that we need uh, each position to cover. And then my guys are really good about implementing their drills and what they do for indi- or individual drill for, what, for, that, for that specific skill set. Um, and then usually, depending on the day, you know, like I said, the best practice we're going to get is when we go against our offense and we do some of that. And then uh, we do our good on good which really good reps for us when that's done. Uh, what we try to do is we're, we're specifically looking at our opponent um, after our good and good, good on good. We're going to look at different scenarios and situations. So when we break down uh, our opponent, we're going to get into what's their first down place. You know, what is, what is, what are their poisons? What's the best place they got? What are the, what are the best plays that we have to stop? Um, and so we'll have, We'll have first down periods. We'll have poisons periods. We'll have, hey, third and long, different situations, scenarios like that. So we really like to get into some specifics. It also keeps the kids more engaged. You know, if we were just to go over there and go, hey, we're running plays against the scout team, you know, and just here's random plays, you know, the kids get lost. There's no focus, um, you know, and you know, I mean, I, I lose focus. So uh, with that, you know, I tend to we tend to break it up. Um, it breaks up monotony of practice for sure, and it keeps the kids engaged. It keeps them focused on their opponent. So, yeah, we, we definitely like to, to harp on situations and stuff like that when we go against the scout team and stuff like that after our good on good. But uh, the bread and butter, we've talked about it before, bread and butter is going to be when we go good on good against our offense, you know, uh, one of the best offenses in the state, if not the best offense in the state, and, and they they try to run our opponent plays, and they 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 do some really good stuff uh, with our opponent plays too. So, uh, can't get a better look than that, and that's uh, that's really what that makes us better. Guys, as we mentioned, it's uh, week three of the state playoffs. Uh, if my math's correct, there's eight teams left in six uh, A. So we knew things will get tougher uh, starting this week. Uh, 
Talk to us, Coach Clark, about uh, Manhattan and, and what you're going to have to do, both special teams-wise and offense, and we'll let Coach Wietrich uh, chat us up about his defense. Well, special teams, they're really good in special teams. Uh, th- this is one team that we play that we know practices special teams more than you know 20 minutes a, a week. Um, you can tell they're coached up well. You can tell they watch film. You can tell they know what their opponent's going to do. They they know who they should kick to. They know um, if we're going to come after a ball. I mean, it's it's they're, they're coached up well special teams wise. So uh, all three phases are great uh, defensively. Um, man, the best D line we've seen. Um, they they pretty much got uh, last year they had. Two really good defensive linemen, uh, number 94 and 45. They got 45 back, and now they, they've got two other really, really good defensive linemen. And, and they're, they're about 245, 250, big old guys that can move, about 6'1". Um, they look really good, and they're only juniors and sophomores. And uh, But I'll tell you what, it's, it's the best def- defensive line that, that we've seen on film. And then their backers, they've got two inside backers that flow real hard, that are disciplined, um, they get set up right. Uh, we can tell they kind of set up to where the running back is at. And uh, um, they've got two outside backers that are 6'4 uh, and 6'6, six, six, about 220. So they got some length on them. They're really good. They're really athletic. They look like basketball players, but physical. And uh, um, it's hard to get, get get those guys blocked because they got they, they have such good leverage. And then their safeties, like always, they got guys that, that fly to the ball that that uh, you know a lot of times we we leave one safety unblocked. And uh, they've got two good safeties that that are great tacklers and and also good coverage guys. And then their corners, um, they've always got athletes, and they they got they've got probably four or five guys that can cover. So. Uh, by far the best defense we've seen on film. Uh, by far one of the toughest practice weeks we've had because we tried to turn up the heat. And uh, um, this this team is a complete team. And uh, I haven't seen a team this year on film as, as good as Manhattan is on special teams, defense, and offense. Yeah, like Coach said, I mean, you can just tell this team overall is just well coached in all aspects of the game. And there's, there's not really any gaps, you know, like they – um, you know, they're just solid in all areas of the game. Um, offensively, they do a great job of, I mean, they'll blend a little bit of flex bone concepts. They'll blend some single wing concepts. They have the spread concepts. And you think, like, they spread themselves spread themselves thin. It wouldn't be good at all of those. But they, it doesn't matter what concept they're running, whether it's spread concept, flex bone, or single wing. Those guys those guys line up and, and can execute. And that says a lot about the coaching staff and how they're, how they're running their system over there. Uh up front is going to be their strength. They got some. They have some really good offensive linemen. Um, number seventy-five, the right tackle. I think he's going to he's going to play at K State next year. He's a big six-five, two eighty-pound guy. I mean, he's he's a, he's a brawler. I mean, so we have our hands full up front with him. Um, but and not just him, you know. And one thing too that's different about Manhattan, uh, they got length. I mean, they're, they're just tall. You know, as far as just an offense goes, I mean, he's six five, but there there's no one shorter than than six one six two across the team. It seems like on offense, they're, they're just they're just taller than we're than we're used to seeing across the board as far as an average height on a team. And you know, that makes it that makes a difference. You know, arms get to you quicker, hands get on you quicker, um, quicker than you're expecting. So we got our hand, we got our hands full, and, uh, and and they play really physical up front. They're they're very great with their hands. They're technically sound. 
Um, so defensively, we have to do a great job of, of lining up and making sure we're being physical, establishing that physicality of the line of scrimmage. They also do a great job of, of trying to beat you in the numbers game. They do a lot of shifts, a lot of motions, a lot of unbalanced sets. I mean, stuff that we're not used to seeing. Um, so we've, we've, uh, we've had a good week, and uh, our guys are locked in. I think it's the most that our guys have watched film and checked the installs, and I think they're locked in ready to go tonight. Yeah, Coach, how's our team health going into the Manhattan game? Well, I, I think you guys saw Grant get hobbled up a little bit in the second quarter. Um, Kavion Walker, same thing. Um, he, he practiced a little bit this week but wasn't full go. Um, still have David Sims out. Uh, Kevin Washington is is almost full go. Uh, so, and, and then we're just, uh, just like last week, you know, we had Luke Stewart, um, couldn't even talk. Probably shouldn't even been at school on Friday. We didn't even know he was sick. Uh, that, that's how tough a kid uh, Luke Stewart is. And we got a lot of those kids on the team. You know, we didn't even know Luke Stewart was, I mean, it, I, I tried talking to him. I was like, what's the matter with you, Luke? He's like, oh, I'm super sick. And this is Friday during the game, uh, right before the game. And I was like, how long have you been sick? He's like, three or four days. And uh, But guess what? Luke Stewart showed up to every workout, showed up to every film session, showed up to every practice, and never once told a coach he was sick. You know, that's, that's the type of kid we have here, and it's, it's awesome. We've got a lot of kids. We've got the stomach flu going through. we got the sinus infection going through. we got a ton of kids that, that are, are sick, but we got a lot of tough kids too. So uh, I don't think anything's going to hold this team back from, from performing as, as good as they can because, you know, they, they want to perform well, but they want to perform well for their teammates. It's, it's so awesome to see. It's, it's so awesome and uh, so proud of these kids. And uh, hopefully tonight, you know, we can come out uh, victorious and uh, healthy again. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP, Derby, Wichita, 105.9 FM, and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll bring you all the action between your Derby Panthers and the Manhattan Indians. This is a quarterfinal game. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, another one of these things. If you win, you move on. But, uh, you know, it's it's... It's going to be a very good ball game. As you get into the quarterfinals, maybe even the semifinals, the games get exponentially tougher. So this will be one of those games. Well, Doyle, as you said, it's uh, week three of the playoffs. Nice night for football. It's 49 degrees, winds out of the south, southeast at uh, seven miles per hour. We've got a good crowd here. You know, why wouldn't you have? you got a 10-0 and derby team against a 9-1 Manhattan team tonight. Yeah, it seems like the last, what, three, four years, it's been a matchup between Derby and Manhattan, either in the quarters or the semifinals of uh, of the season. And uh, tonight it's a quarterfinal game. Well, as we saw Manhattan come out on the field, you and I both noticed that uh, this is a physical-looking football team. They've got some good-sized team there. Very disciplined, and we expect to have a well of a ball game. Yeah, and and uh, I I don't see how you can't have this. Uh, Manhattan's coming in uh, again, like you said, nine and one, and uh, you know that that's pretty impressive record. Uh, they play in the, I believe the Centennial League up up in uh, uh, Eastern Kansas, and and it's a pretty competitive league. 
Well, Coach Joe Schartz is in his 11th year at Manhattan, currently a 92 and 21 record. So you know this guy's for real. Yes, he's uh, he's he's had teams, really good teams, for the last few years, and uh, you know the Panthers have stopped their season last several years well last year derby beat manhattan uh, in the state playoffs uh, 24 to 6 that was in the semifinals. as we know that was a pretty tightly contested ball game yeah and and uh, again you you expect that when you get this deep into the playoffs well, last week manhattan beat free state 49 to 21 Doyle in that win manhattan pulled up 456 total yards of offense 257 on the ground 199 in the air while allowing uh, Lawrence Free State 375 yards, 146 on the ground, and 229 in the air. So, you know, this is a team that uh, we expect to be pretty much run-oriented, but uh, if they have to, they can throw the rock. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to play them on us. We can't just sell out on the run because uh, they will pop that little shot right up over your head. And uh, I think they did that twice last week against Free State, one for over 90 yards, the other one for over 80. Well, the, the interesting thing about these guys, they're uh, they're a, kind of a flex bone team that runs the single wing at times. So, you know, I, when we were talking to coaches earlier this week, that's what they said. They go, you know, if one thing favors us is that we face the flex bone back to back weeks with uh, Hutch and Campus, and then we've been seeing the single wing. So, you know, hopefully we can be prepared for that. Uh, of what they throw at us, they only have three guys that started last year that returned. Uh, led by Dana Aschenbrenner, a 5'11", 175-pound quarterback. Doyle, 853 yards passing with seven TDs on the season. Probably the one glaring thing, five inter- interceptions. Yeah, that, that just tells you that, uh, you know, we, we'll have our opportunities tonight if they have to throw the ball. Again, we said he's thrown the ball 83 times this year. That's it. And, and rushing-wise, he's got almost 1,000 yards. So you know this kid can do both things, but you got to expect that he's probably going to try and run on you first. Yeah, it, it's pretty impressive, his, his credentials. Uh, he's passing for a little over 50%. Like you said, he's got 990 yards rushing. Running back B.J. Young at 5'10", 185. He's almost 1,300 yards and 21 TDs on the season. And Mason Reed, a 6'1", 185-pounder with 191 yards and three TDs. So we think that's going to be the bulk of our offense. We may, we'll see Tice Hoover, a 6'4", uh, receiver as well as well as Tyler Higgins, a six-one, one-ninety receiver. So those are the guys that uh, are going to really handle the rock tonight. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. And uh, they've got, uh, you know, again, the two studs though on the ground are Oshenberg Brenner and B.J. Young. Those are the guys the Panthers are probably going to have to concentrate. Well, on. And they're running and buying some guys. I mean, Sam Shield, a six-five, two hundred eighty-five pound guy, already a K-State commit. He's a real deal. We look down at how big he is. Kate Wilson, 6'3", 220. Jaden Magna, 6'2", 185. Uh, you know, uh, Dawson Alicina, 6'1", 230. So these are a pretty good-sized front line. As Coach Clark said, probably the most physical front line he's seen all season. Yeah, it's going to be tough on our, our front five to block their front four or three. Defensively, Manhattan returned six starters off last year's team. This is a defense again. It's week after week. They're going to be in a 3-4 defense. Well, Coach Clark talked nonstop about the linebackers. He said these guys are for real. He said they work downhill very well, and they've got the size to do it. You and I both looked over, and we, we said, what size? Coach looks at us, and he says, how does uh, 6-6 and 6-4 sound to you on the outside backers? Now, th- these are outside guys, and, uh, man, that you know they, they've got to be very athletic to be that big and play a, an outside linebacker spot. 
And they've also got some uh, defensive linemen, same story, not overly big. But Coach Hark again said, you know, maybe the most talented defensive line we've seen. And that kind of goes with what you're seeing of what points they're allowing, what yardage they're allowing. That the front seven for these guys are very aggressive. Yes, they're they're probably, you know, they're, they're probably – I guess I got to agree with Coach Clark. They're probably the best front seven we faced this year. You know, from everything we uh, hear and we've read about is that uh, if we have a good chance to expose them, it may be in their secondary with our passing game. Yes, and that's exactly what we've heard. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see how the game flows. Uh, you know, right now we'll give you the starters as we have them. First, offensively, uh, on the offensive line, senior Alex Kahn, 6'5", 6'6", 280. Sophomore Jonas Vickers, 6'1", 285. Senior Kevin Washington, 5'11", 300. Senior Philip Eisenhower, 6'4", 280. And sophomore Alex Key at 6'1", 2 and a quarter. Tight end is senior Jacob Karzak, 6'2", 205. Wide receivers, junior Reed Liston, 6'1", 180. Senior Aaron Larson, 5'11", 170. And senior Kavion Walker, 6'3", 220. The running back is senior Trey Washington, 5'10", 195. And Grant Adler will be making his first start since game four of the season. Grant is a 6'3", 190-pound quarterback. Also seeing a lot of action will be Dylan Edwards and Lim Wash. On the defensive side, Front three for the Panthers, senior Daniel Archer, six foot two thirty, senior Tyler Dorsey, six two, two forty five, and senior Seth Smith, five eleven, one ninety five. Your linebackers, junior Luke Stewart, five eleven, one ninety, junior Jack Heilman, five nine, one eighty five, senior Jared Knowles, six foot one eighty, and junior Colson Searing, six one, two hundred. Quarterbacks for the Panthers, senior Terry Gin. Ginyard, 5'9", 155. Senior, Brecken Kuzer, 5'10", 170. And your safeties are Junior Tanner Knox at 5'11", 175. And Senior Liddell Clemens, 6'1", 180. Also seeing a lot of action will be Amari Ramirez, Trayvon Morrison, and Tyler Allen on the defensive side of the ball. Those are your starting lineups as we have them. Well, Doyle Derby comes in after last week's uh, victory against Wichita West uh, with a 49-13 win. Doyle in that ball game, Derby had 405 total yards of offense, 172 on the ground, 233 in the air, while allowing Wichita West 183, 83 on the ground, and 98 passing. But as we say, uh, it seems like every week the Panthers uh, starters sit out the majority of the second half. Oh yeah, and, and you know here we got a, a guy, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, uh, Trey Washington, who has. Uh, over a thousand yards rushing, and and you know he's only played about I don't know maybe maybe two thirds of the games this year because he's set out an awful lot like like you just alluded to. Well, and last week you just didn't see those guys a whole lot. That the probably the positive side was getting to see Grant Adler back in the ball game. And Grant, uh, you know, as Coach Clark said in pregame, he was a little bit rusty. But uh, overall, came out well, and I think the ankle's feeling pretty good tonight. Well, he looked pretty good in warm-ups. Uh, after we uh, got through with the coaches, uh, I watched him very closely, and he looked like he was moving fairly well. But, uh, you know, it's uh... – Well, Doyle Derby did win the toss just now, and they elected to receive kind of – Coach Clark's kind of gotten out of that mix the last several weeks where he wanted to go on defense. Derby won the toss. They've elected to receive. I believe we're defending the south end zone to start tonight's ball game. So 
right off the bat we're going to get to see this Panther offense. Well, yeah, you know we're going to have to we're going to have to kind of let the coach know about the mojo now. Uh, <laughs> he's like you said, he, this year it seems like he's been taking the football instead of deferring to the second half. But you know, no big deal. While we got a minute, let me give some results from last week. Uh, there's now in 6A anyway. There's four teams left. Last week, uh, Blue Valley North on the other side of the bracket, 42. Gardner Edgerton, 41. Olathe North 56, KC Wyandotte 13, Blue Valley 24, Olathe East 7, Blue Valley West 42, Shawnee Mission Northwest 29. On our side of the bracket, we beat West 49-13, Manhattan 49, Free State 28, Topeka 56, Lawrence 35, and Junction City 54, Dodge City 7. Matchups tonight uh, on the eastern half of the bracket, Blue Valley North, they're 5-5. Five five. They're taking on Blue Valley at 7-3. Blue Valley West seven and three are taking on Olathe North eight and two. Of course, Junction City is eight and two. They're at Topeka, who is nine and one, and your Panthers are playing the Manhattan Indians. So we're about ready to go. We're just a few seconds away from the start of tonight's ball game. Again, the Panthers will be taking the football to start the game. Washington and Ginyard are back deep for the Panthers. Well, Doyle, as we said, the temperatures are great here tonight. The wind has virtually died, so it shouldn't be an issue with, uh, you know, anything of, uh, of who's got the football and worrying about uh, the wind or, or, or weather tonight. Last week was a little bit chilly. Well, we've got, I thought, a, a good roster for Manhattan, but we don't have a number 44. So we're just going to say 44 is kicking off. It's on the ground. It's caught at by oh at about the twenty. It gets all the way out to the forty, just past the forty for a good field position by the Panthers. It looked like it was Trayvon Morrison on the on the kick return. Now we're being told it was Grant Snowden is the kicker. We will have to write that into our sheet. Doyle, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Clark comes out tonight. Uh, Adler will start at quarterback. We'll see uh, you know, if they come out uh, with their traditional run set or uh, how often we will see Lim Wash. On a keeper, Adler gets to the outside. 45, and he runs out of bounds very, very wisely at about the 47. Well, Grant's going to pick up nearly seven on the play, so not a bad option for him. As he's, as he's And it was obvious the quarterback keeper, he just uh, took off to the Panther sideline and was able to pick up pretty good yardage. Picked up seven. Panthers have it on their own 47. Again, Adler. Oh, and he pitched that to Washington. They were It was broken up. Washington made a couple guys miss. Gets into Manhattan territory. What a run by Washington down to about the 42. Shouldn't have went anywhere. Well, and, and really, when he pitched the football, it almost looked like, a, looked like a very dangerous pitch. Manhattan was all over the play, and Washington was dead to rights of losing four or five yards. Next thing you know, he scurried out and got a first down. First and 10 Panthers on the 40, looks like 42-yard line of Manhattan. Again, Washington straight up the middle, big hole. Still on his feet, 20, 15. Inside the 15, down close to the 10. Well, this coaching staff's obviously found a weak link on that uh, defensive front of Manhattan. They've had back-to-back runs that were just huge gainers. Trey Washington picks up a uh, big yardage to get inside the red zone. It's going to be down at about the 12-yard line, it looks like. It's going to be first and 10 from there. Panthers show motion. 
Adler pitched it out to Washington, gets outside, gets a block inside the five, still on his feet, touchdown Panthers. Wow, and I'll tell you what, Trey Washington cut off a nice block that time, was able to get into the end zone. Well, that looked easy for the Panthers. It looked very easy. Three runs by Trey Washington and a run by Grant Adler. We haven't even put the ball up, and we lead 6-0 with the extra point to follow. I know after the play was over, I got to look, and one of the Manhattan players got right in the official's face and was complaining about being held. I don't think that will bode well for for Manhattan. I don't think anyone expected Derby to come out and, and score that quickly against a really good Manhattan football team. Extra point attempt. Hold is good. It looks good, and it is. So with 10.58 to go, just over a minute, the Panthers have taken a 7 nothing lead. My goodness, Kevin, I hope we do that a lot. Well, and you know what? I mean, last week Coach Clark wasn't super tickled with his offensive line. Tonight, they, I think he put himself on that and said, hey, we'll ride on you guys' back. I just looked out. Grant Adler met his entire offensive line out on the field, high-fiving him. So we got a senior quarterback that's a little pumped up tonight, and why not? Uh, it's it's a big ball game here, and you've got an offensive line that you'd love to ride their coattails. Well, and I noticed there on the touchdown run by Washington, he got a very good block by the wide receiver. He cut inside and then went immediately to the outside and ran to the corner of the end zone. Well, and we say this week in and week out as well. Teams can ill afford to get into Derby and fall down early in a ball game. You just don't want to let Derby have that extra momentum. Well, Panthers lead 7-0 on a four-play, about a four-play, 57, 58-yard drive after a nice kick return by the Panthers. So uh, we'll see. The defense gets to come on the field now. We'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that works out. Looks like Simmons is kicking off for the Panthers. High end over end is coming down at about the 15. Panthers get them short of the 25, so pretty good coverage by the Panthers special teams. Well, Manhattan didn't do anything fancy on the return. They just ran a tight wedge up the middle, and Panthers busted into it. Uh, that's what Coach Clark talked about again pregame. Uh, he had to have good special teams play. Well, it's on the 23-yard line, first and 10. Oshenbrenner is in the backfield along with B.J. Young. Young and Oshenbrenner are in the backfield. Manhattan shows a little motion. Now they show more motion. They give it straight ahead to Young. He gets hit just about the line of scrimmage. Maybe his forward progress will give him maybe a yard. Well, and you can tell this Panther team is jacked up tonight. Uh, the guys uh, had a little bit of fuel to, to, to add to it uh, with some things that were said this week and by some Manhattan kids, and uh, I don't think it boded too well with uh, some of these seniors. No no gain on the play, second and ten. Manhattan has trips to the near side. Again, they give it to Young. He picks up a yard, maybe a yard and a half. He gets out to the 25. It's going to be third down and long for Manhattan. Uh, so far, you know, Manhattan hadn't tried to put the ball up in the air at all. They've just stayed on the ground. Derby, they're, they're facing a third and seven. They're almost third and eight right now. It's going to be, again, right around third and eight for Manhattan. Twins to the near side, wide out to the far side. Now he shows motion. 
Back to pass goes Oshenbrenner. Nearly picked off. Terry Ginyard, great, great defense out there. He nearly picked that one off. Terry Ginyard played that. I mean, he just sat back in coverage, waited until Oshenbrenner let go of the football, tipped the ball, and nearly came up with a huge interception for the Panthers. Boy, it's going to force Manhattan to punt after only gaining two yards on their first series. So Panthers should have pretty good field position unless the ball takes a Manhattan bounce. So back deep is Ginyard. He's to the far side. Washington to the near side. Punter for Manhattan. Looks like it's Michael Doyle. Keep in mind, Ginyard's had three punt returns for touchdowns already this season. That's a good kick, and it goes out of bounds at about the 40-yard line before the Panthers could handle it. And you know what, Kevin? That's what teams do against us. They kick away from these two, and I hate to use this term, dangerous receivers. Well, you got about a 33-, 34-yard punt out of that out of bounds, so it didn't give the Panthers a chance to return it. And You're exactly right. That's, uh, that's about the only thing you can do. It's going to be first and 10 for the Panthers from their own 40-yard line. Again, Grant Adler is your quarterback. Walker, Liston, Carsack are the wide receivers. There's trips to the far side. Larson is on the near side at wide receiver. In the pistol formation, Carsack shows a little motion. And we've got a timeout Manhattan. And that, that's the first stoppage. Panthers lead 7-0. Again, Simmons is left-footed. I have to pick up the number because uh, uh, Tanner Knox is also left-footed, and uh, he's been doing a little of the kicking here the last couple of weeks or three because Simmons has been hurt. Well, and Simmons is, is a soccer player, as we said before, but at this point the soccer team's done, so Coach Clark said, yeah, we had him all week this week, so uh, that's a good sign. 14-0 Panthers, high end over end. Going to come down at about the 10-yard line. Panthers are all over that. They're going to stop him inside the 15 and drive him back to the 5. That is the kind of kick coverage you want to see out of Derby Panther football. Panthers pin him deep. As we said, Coach Clark was not tickled with his kick coverage last week, but uh, they've answered the call now back-to-back times. Manhattan's got uh, one of their players uh, obviously hobbled. It's Jacob Hersey, a six foot, 165-pound senior. Ball is on about the 13-yard line, maybe maybe close to the 14. It's it's not great field position for Manhattan to start this possession. Well, it was 6-18 uh, here in the first quarter. It's good to see the Panthers up 14-0. I'll say that. Sam Shields is the uh, right tackle for – he's a mountain. On a keeper, Austin Brenner. And he gets out past the 15 to about the 17. So he picked up five. Good good run on first down. And you're exactly right. Shields is a horse. We said he was a K-State commit, but this guy is, uh, looks like a good head taller than everybody else. Well, the other part of that is he doesn't seem to have a stomach on him either. He's, he's just a big young man. I, I'm going to guarantee he's the biggest man on the field right now. Without question. Second and five. They've got some wide splits. They give it to Young. He spins away and gets enough for a first down out to about the 25-yard line. 
That's the first first down for Manhattan uh, in the ball game and on back to back runs. Well, Young, he's you know he didn't get he didn't get twelve hundred thirty yards being thrown for losses. He's he's a good runner. Uh, this kid that played defense last year, they moved him back over to the offensive side of the football. Where uh, from what we've been told, he's comfortable. He's played there in previous years, but uh, switched back to the running game this year. Panthers lead 14-0, 5-10 to go in the first quarter. This is the third possession for Manhattan. Oshenbrenner, he gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe falls forward for a yard. Well, Oshenbrenner is. I mean, he's a guy that's a quarterback that's got nearly 1,000 yards on the season. So we were told coming in, his uh, uncle is up in the press box and he said, uh, you know, this kid is a, a run first quarterback. And, uh, but if you give him time to sit back there, he'll try and pick you apart. Second eight for Manhattan Panthers lead 14 zero. We're in the first quarter. There's about less than four and a half minutes to go in this first quarter. Third possession for Manhattan. They have their first, first down of the night on this drive. Back to pass goes Oshenbrenner. Got a man open, in the, just open in the zone, complete out to close to the midfield and maybe into Panther territory. Yeah, he's going to get across the 50-yard line, and he was wide open. There wasn't a Panther really in the vicinity. Made an easy throw for Oshenbrenner. That was either either just him setting down in the in the uh, uh, zone, or we had a busted coverage. It looks like there may be a penalty. We'll see what the officials are doing. Ah, face mask against the Panthers, so that's going to move them even further down the field. Now, he didn't say whether it was a five-yard face mask, so it was incidental, so it's down to a 43-yard line. In Panther territory, 4.07 to go. Manhattan, with their best drive of the night, they trail 14-0. Well, this is a Manhattan team that didn't get to 9-1 and one without uh, having some skill set. Quarterback on a keeper, just a flat keeper. He's going to pick up oh, six or eight on first down. So whatever Manhattan's doing on this drive, they certainly did not do on the first drive. First two possessions. That's uh, The running game seems to be clicking for them now. I, I'll take our chances uh, with our defense any day of the week. Going to be second down and looks like three for Manhattan. Clock moving, 335 left in the first. Panthers lead 14-0. Tell you, this Manhattan team is physical. They look great. They look like they go out and field a basketball team with the height they have. And again, the quarterback on a keeper, he gets hits hard and spins off the hit, and he's going to get the first down. Yeah, what you notice out of the out of out of Osh Brenner is that he doesn't quit. I mean, he keeps his feet moving. It keeps a low center of gravity. That time he just spun out of the tackle and picked up an extra two or three yards. He paid for it though, and he's he's paying for it right now between plays because he's kind of bent over at the waist. And you know, as I recall last year, he started as a sophomore for him, and the kid's a tough kid. He took a lot of hits, and uh, you got to be tough, I guess. His dad's one of the coaches on Manhattan's team. Well, I know he took a couple pretty good shots that time. First and 10, and again, he keeps it. This time he gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Going to be second and 10. This, not thinking ahead, or I am thinking ahead. This would probably be four down territory for Manhattan. 
deep, this deep in the Panther end of the field. They're on the 32 of Derby. Second and 10, Panthers lead 14-0. Now Panthers are really having their first test defensively tonight. Going to be second and 10. No gain at all. Panthers up in man coverage. Again, Oshenbrenner, he's going to pick up four or five on second down. He's been the he's been the uh, running guy in this possession. Oh, he's the workhorse. Nothing fancy that time. They looked like they spread out the uh, the defense a little bit. Oshenbrenner just took the ball right up the middle. wasn't anything fancy. Uh, just picks up uh, four yards. It'll be third down long. But again, the ball's on the Panther 28-yard line, so this is definitely four-down territory. Panthers lead 14-0 with 1.30 to go in the first quarter. Now we've got a play stoppage. It looks like well, they, Manhattan called their second, their second timeout of the half, so... Uh, you know, they evidently seen something in the Derby defense maybe they didn't like. Well, and I think you got to utilize this series. I mean, they've moved the ball, they've got it in Derby territory, and you don't want to you don't want to come out of this thing without points. I noticed Manhattan went to a, a little bit different offense that time. They had gone back to some shorter receivers. They've been having one of their six six uh, receivers, Chandler Marks, out there. When he gets matched up, he's going against one of our D backs. It's about five nine. It's it, it's it's a mismatch, but. Uh, that time it looked like they went to a quicker set. Well, it looks like it's going to be third and about six for the Panthers uh, or for Manhattan. Going to be a long, long five, short six with a minute 25 to go when play resumes. Panthers lead this one 14-0. And, uh, you know, this this is uh, – I, I don't want to say it's a big, big defensive stand, but if the Panthers could shut them off here – that might let some wind out of some sails. And I think Manhattan's got a good enough kicking game that if they can get a few more yards, they're, they're in field goal range. Gonna have to get another 10 or 15. Back to pass. Goes Oshenbrenner. Throwing it to the end zone. And it's going to be incomplete. It's going to be fourth down and... Kevin, I don't know if you noticed it, but it looked like B.J. Young was a half account ahead yeah, we, of the snap. We've seen that on a couple of occasions. It's yet to be called, but that was a ball that Ashbrenner threw deep into the end zone. and We had good coverage. You watched the official back there watching both guys. I think he made an excellent call because I think you, you saw a receiver and a defensive back both doing a little hand checking there, and uh, he made the good call and, uh, and called it as nothing. Well, you know, he let the kids play, and, uh, you know, that – you know, you, you can do that to a degree, but, you know, you don't want to be calling pass interference, offense, or defense every time there's a pass play. Fourth down and back to pass again goes Oshenbrenner. There's a penalty marker on I, the play, and it's an incomplete pass. Now, Matt Hatton was way offsides, and I think it, the guy that was offside was Chandler Marks, the six-foot, 215-pound ride receiver going up against our 5'9", Terry Ginyard. I'll tell you what, he may be tall and have the height on him, but I'll take Ginyard's athleticism all day long against him. Panthers decline the penalty, so they hold. The defense holds on the 28-yard line. 
So the Panthers are going to take over there first and 10 with 1-12 to go and leading 14-0. So a good defensive stand by the Panthers. They kind of got Manhattan behind the chains, and uh, they threw a couple passes, and the Panthers covered them very well. Now, Panthers answer the call on that. Now, if they can come back and put points on the board, it really can take some wind out of this Manhattan uh, Indian sale. Adler is the quarterback. Washington's the in the backfield with him. First and 10, Panthers lead 14-0. They show motions. Kavion Walker motions to the near side. They pitch it. Washington kind of makes his own way. They're going to lose. That that was, you know, there was nowhere to go for either the pitch man or the, the quarterback. No, Manhattan did a great job that time on stringing the play out. They had it, uh, we say it every week, hat on a hat. and They had a hat on a hat that time. Nowhere for Washington to go. Even even as shifty as Washington is, he couldn't get away from three or four Manhattan players. That they had that play diagnosed. Second and 11. Panthers lead 14-0. Back to pass goes Adler. Now he's rolling to the far side of the field. Yeah. And Man, that looked like a horse collar. Well, they're, they're, it's going to – and it looked like it might even been picked off at the end, but Adler was no question – Horse collared, so that's going to be a penalty against Manhattan. Should be. We'll see what the officials call, and it looked like the pass was picked off. Yeah, you just can't. You know, you could see how Adler's body was just jerked out from underneath him. The official was right there. And hey, we've got three of them meeting down there, but I don't know how you can call it anything but a horse collar. Well, we're going to see here. We're getting ready to find out. And that's what they're calling is a personal foul horse collar. So, boy, that uh, changes things around quickly. I thought Adler was going to get loose. He had a ton of pressure on him. And just as he tried to get outside, uh, he was grabbed by the back of the shoulder pads and uh, thrown to the ground. Fortunately, uh, that's what the call was because it would have been picked off. Penalty moved the ball out to the Panther 42. So that was a big play. And, uh, you know, it. Even where they were at, it looked like horse collar to us, and we were on the opposite side of the field. So the officials, they were right on it, spot on it, and uh, we got a break because it was intercepted. 30 seconds to go. First quarter, Panthers lead 14-0. First 10 from their own 42-yard line. Adler on a keeper. Gets the outside. Going to outrun everybody. I think he's going to get there. Five. It tackled at about the two-yard line. Wow, Grant Adler just did a great job that time. You want, you want to mesh in the backfield. You want to make that perfect mesh. They absolutely annihilated Trey Washington on the play. And next thing you know, Grant Adler snuck out of there, and he's downfield for a huge gain. He got brought down at about the two-yard line. It's going to be first and goal from there. They give it to Washington. Touchdown, Panthers. Panthers go up 20 to zero in the first quarter. You know, you haven't seen Derby do that for a while where they really hold the ball in there and belly it in. And they, that time it worked to perfection. It absolutely did. Cause like you said, they just nailed Washington and all of a sudden there goes Adler. Now, if there's a question, Grant Adler sure has looked healthy so far in this ball game on that ankle. Again, Simmons on for the extra point. It's 20 to nothing Panthers. In the first quarter, a little bit of a high snap, but it got down good by Larson, and the extra point is good. So with nine seconds left, 
Panthers extend their lead to 21-0. Kevin, I, you know, this is a great start for the kids. Well, and it's a tough ball game. I mean, if you just tune in and you go, wow, okay, here we go again. Panthers are up 21-0 to zero in the first quarter. <laughs> this this ball game, these are two teams that are hitting each other in the mouth. I mean, you've seen Manhattan do some good things. Fortunately, that last drive was stalled out in Derby territory, and uh, Derby capitalizes, as I just said earlier. That could be a big blow to this Manhattan team. Well, it could, especially when you go down and, well, we had the penalty. It was penalty-aided, but still, you know, two plays from our own 42, we're in the end zone. So it's going to be Panthers kicking off. It looks like it looks like Simmons will be kicking off. I really can't tell who's back deep for Manhattan, to be honest. I can't make a number out. We got Mr. Killen up here. He's got eagle eyes. He'll be able to tell us. Looks like it might be Ty, Tice Hoover is back deep. I'm getting the okie dokie from Mr. Killen. So Tice Hoover's back deep. High end over end is coming down to the short guy at about the 11 yard line. He gets out to. About the 25, then gets driven back. It's going to be first and 10 Manhattan from their own 25. Now, Simmons has done a good job kicking the ball so far. I mean, last week, we had several balls that went out of bounds. It gave teams a good field position. Tonight, the Panthers have uh, just been sprinting down the field, put Manhattan in a, in a tough spot. It's going to be first and 10 with two seconds left. Panthers lead 21-0. They've scored on their last three possessions. This will be the last play of the first quarter. They give it to Young. He gets maybe a yard on first down. Panthers lead this one 21-0. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9. We'll be back. Back at Panther Stadium, ready to start the second quarter where Derby's jumped out to a 21-0 lead. Manhattan will have it on their own 26-yard line. Second down and nine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, Manhattan might might be feeling it a little bit, Kevin. The Panther defense has come out and really, really excelled, and the offense has performed very well. Well, I think we've early taken them out of their comfort zone. They're having Ashbrenner throw more than he's used to, and they've had a little bit of success with it. It's 21-0, starting the second quarter. Sec- again, second down and nine from the 26-yard line. And again, Ashenbrenner, he gets, oh, maybe out close to the 30, but it's going to be third down and probably six. And Ashenbrenner's doing nothing fancy. I mean, he's just catching the ball back from the shotgun, taking a step backwards and running right up the middle. It doesn't even look like he's, he's not even faking to Young. You know, Young's carried the ball probably three, four times tonight. And I don't know if he's got more than a couple yards on those total carries. So the Panthers have really busted him from the start, and Ashenbrenner is the one that's doing the damage on the ground. 21-0, Panthers. Trips to the near side, single to the far side, back to pass goes Ashenbrenner, just a little jump pass over the middle, incomplete. And Doyle, I still keep saying that it looks like that 
Manhattan's getting a jump from their running back position. I mean, he's moving forward. It's not a it's not a lateral movement. It's uh, he's just moving forward early. Well, you know, I thought I was noticing that, uh, but you know, I'm kind of old and <laughs> I don't have good eyesight. You know, this forced another fourth down situation for Manhattan. Again, you're looking at Ginyard and Washington setting up about the uh, Panther 40-yard line. Field position has definitely been in the Panther playbook. Panthers are not blocking. They're just punt return. Going to be caught. Nice catch at about the 37 by Ginyard. 50, making a couple guys miss at midfield. Still on his feet. He gets down to about the 48 of Manhattan. Pretty, pretty – uh, he ran a long ways to pick up about two or three yards there the last few uh, seconds. Well, I'll tell you, Terry Ginyard is one of those guys that he's just dynamic. When he gets his hands on the football, you don't know what's going to happen. Even when he made that last move, when it looked like he was corralled, you just never know that Ginyard may reverse field and go the whole way. And that's what he tried there. Manhattan did a good job covering the, the uh, uh, kick return, but the Panthers are going to have good field position on the Manhattan 48-yard line for this possession it's good to see Adler he, he went and retaped his ankle after that long run so he's back on the field first and 10 for the Panthers they show motion Larson pitched it back Washington he's going to get dropped for a five or six yard loss uh, you, that, that's just an ill-advised pitch when they're covering it that way. Well, and, and really, the last couple of pitches, they're two-handed pitches. I mean, he's getting out there. The way he's pitching the football, there's nowhere to go. I, I, I mean, I always taught my quarterbacks, you know, hey, if there's nowhere to go and you can't make a great pitch, keep it yourself, then, then taking that risk. Panthers lost seven on first down, and, and you know, Manhattan had that covered. I mean, there, there's no way the Panthers were going to make anything out of that. Well, they've, they've done a good job of setting the edge here uh, after those first couple plays. Panthers lead 21-0. We're just early in the second quarter. Back to pass goes Adler. Got Reed listed on a screen. 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 20. Touchdown, Panthers. That was just, and you saw it getting set up, Doyle. When you knew they were coming through like that, I looked down, I saw Reed listed coming across on the screen, and all he had to do is make one guy miss. Liston has enough speed. He's going to outrun everybody else. I had no doubt once he got open, he was going to take that one to the house. Just like that, Panthers are up 27 to nothing. Extra point attempt. The all-important extra point attempt being held by Larson. Simmons kicking it. And Reed Liston is the, is the snapper, the long snapper. Good snap, good hold. And it is good. So with 10:02 left, Panthers extend their lead to 28-0 on the 9-1 Manhattan Indians. Well, and, and John Killen was sitting there pointing to me. I caught it too. Kevin Washington had a lights-out block on that play to help Liston get open. Uh, you know, and, and a couple of guys are already over there. They patted Washington on the helmet. But that play was executed like you draw it up on a drawing board. Panthers just ran it perfectly. Well, you know, after a seven-yard loss on first down, it, you know, they just come up with a nice screen pass. And uh, like you said, once Reed busted it, when he hit about the 40-yard line, he was running away from people. Now, Reed's uh, just one of those, uh, as we say every week, it says ATH after his name because he is an athlete. There isn't any position, I think, on the field that uh, he can't play. He's our long snapper. He's played defense. He's played 
wide receiver. We know he's more than capable, probably could start at most uh, high schools around this area at a quarterback. So, uh, you know, you, you don't find a lot of guys like that that can play multiple positions. He's definitely, I mean, we got to call him that uh, Swiss Army knife, you know. He's, he's that versatile. Simmons, high end over ends, being taken at about the 17. Panthers, they, oh, man, they, they hit the returner very hard that time. He picked up very little yardage. Nathaniel Hansen on the return. Man, I tell you what, the Panthers had him low, and someone came in and hit him high. And you just saw the, the whole body contort backwards. This uh, Panther team tonight is just firing on all cylinders. These yeah. kids are playing lights out. They are hitting hard tonight. And again, you're at that juncture of the season. That's what you want to have happen. You want to be, you know, moving on. If you don't win, you check in equipment the next day. Panthers lead 28-0. First and 10 from the 22 for Manhattan. Back to pass. Got a man open. And they're going to call interference. I just don't think. That's one of those they should have let go. Both of them were pushing and shoving. Well, the ball was thrown up high in the air. Ginyard had great coverage on him. And I think what Ginyard tried to do was get back in front to make the pick. And the officials are going to call it pass interference. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that one. That, they're going to call it and because Ginyard was going at the ball. He turned, found the football, and went to the football. And, you know, the other guy was trying to fend him off. Anyway, that's that's the way it is. It's going to be 15 yards. Ball's out on the 37. As I said earlier, I'll take Terry Ginyard on a guy all day long. Ginyard just a, a tremendous cover corner, and uh, you know he's got athletic ability. I thought he had pretty good coverage that time, but again, I'm not on the field. Give it to Young. He gets nowhere. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Seth Smith on the stop. Yeah, he was, uh, again, met quickly by that Panther defense. It's going to be second and 10. And, and that pass that, that had interference, it was just looked like it was just kind of thrown up for the receiver to, to run in. Like I said, Ginyard turned around and found the football. And, you know, I, I always thought a defensive guy had just as much right to it as an offense if he's sitting back there facing where the football's thrown from. It's back to pass again. And it, I think it's complete. It's going to be short of the first down. That'll be just short of the first down. Well, the officials oh telling them first down. I don't no, I don't no. know that I agree with that. No, there's no I, way that was I, And, and I think that, you know, luckily the, the, the guys with the sticks knew it because the official was definitely moving them. Hey, move the sticks. And uh, the guy with the down marker went and set it. And then he looked back and I think agreed. Yeah, it's it's third down and about one for Manhattan. That was a good pitch and catch that time. Panthers had pretty good coverage. They hit the guy immediately. Yeah, we again we forced Ashenbrenner out of his comfort zone of running the football and forced him to throw. Twenty-eight nothing. Panthers lead in the second quarter. And the quarterback on a keeper, he's going to get the first down and more to about midfield. Another just pure designed run by Oshenbrenner. There's no faking to anybody. He just takes the ball and cuts up field. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, it, it's they. 
there's no fake to the back. There's no nothing. He's getting the ball and taking off, trying to find a hole, almost like a wildcat formation because that's about what he's doing. And, and it is. It's just a version, their version of the flex bone because it's, uh, it's kind of an unorthodox flex bone, if you will. So first and 10 from midfield. Panthers lead 28-0. They give it to the wingman. He comes across on the reverse and picks up maybe a yard on first down. Now brought down quickly that time by Noel. Going to be second and nine. And that's the first time they've, they've handed the ball off to one of the, I call them wings, one of the flex runners. He came in motion, took the handoff. Panthers played that very well. Everybody stayed home and were able to shut that down. They lead 28-0. Clock moving, 7.30 to go in the half. Oshenbrenner and Young in the backfield for the Indians in motion. Back to pass goes Oshenbrenner. And it's going to be well overthrown and incomplete. I think the receiver was looking for a uh, interference call, but uh, the back judge is right there. Well, the ball was way overthrown, and I'm looking back in the secondary for the Panthers. A couple of guys, I think, on our team got in the mixed coverage. They ran into each other, and they're working it out right now, saying, hey, no, you got to take this angle, and, and so we don't have that happen. But uh, fortunately for the Panthers, the ball was well overthrown. Austin Brenner has a good arm. He does. You, you sit there it. and watch him. He throws a very nice ball. He's got a live arm, no doubt about it. Third and nine. From the Panther 49, Derby leads this one 28-0. Nobody in the backfield with the quarterback, Oshenbrenner. He's back to pass, rolling to the far side. Nearly picked off out there. It's going to be fourth and nine, Ginyard on the coverage. As I said, I'll take Ginyard all day long out there on a on a one-to-one matchup. Ginyard just steps in front, knocks the ball down. And, and you can see by the amount of times that I think I think Manhattan threw the ball four times last week. They've already thrown it that many and way more than that tonight, but they're trailing 28-0. Now they got the ball just across midfield on fourth and uh, very long, and uh, looks like uh, Coach Sharks is opting to punt here. He is going to punt back deep for the Panthers is Ginyard. Derby doesn't buy it. They've just got one guy going back. Yeah, they're not buying the punt. A little bit of a high snap. Ginyard from the 15 gets out to about the 20. So that's where the Panthers will have it to start this position. was is the punter as well, evidently. Yeah, as I said, usually the Panthers fall two guys back. And that time you could tell they, they the way they're set up that, hey, we're not sure this ball's not going to go to one of those short guys. So they just sent uh, Ginyard back. He's able to pick up the ball and, and advance it for about a five-yard gain. But a uh, good call really by uh, Manhattan putting the ball there. First and 10 Panthers from the 20-yard line. They lead 28-0, seven minutes to go in the half. Yet to see Lim Wash in the ball game. A little bit surprising. Uh, yeah, I am surprised. I we mean, we thought we might at least see him in that in that uh, double running back situation. We have not seen that yet. Pitch back to Washington. Gets out to about the 25. Picked up five on first down. And again, that time Washington was able to get outside and uh, pick up good yardage. 
Going to be second and five from the 25. Again, Derby leads this one 28-0. Clock moving 6.35 left in the half. Motion by the Panthers. Another pitch. Washington made a couple guys miss. First down, still on his feet. 40. Midfield, 45. He gets finally dropped at about the Manhattan 44-yard line. So a, a play that really didn't look like it was going to go anywhere. Now Washington, or Lim Wash now, in the ball game on that double running back set, it looks like. We'll see if Trey's back here or Trey's come out. Trey's come out of Trey the came game. out for just a rest. That was a nice run by Trey. He made a couple nice cuts, picked up good yardage to get the ball back across into Manhattan territory. He absolutely got a couple of good – he made a couple of good moves, and, and really that, that game shouldn't have been that good. First and ten Panthers. Again, Lim Wash straight up the middle, runs over one of the safeties, gets – Picks up about eight on first down. Yeah, you sit there and we were talking about Lim sitting over there. Lim is absolutely one of the most talented uh, athletes in the state. He gets in the ball game. You know he's got uh, a couple things on his mind here. Yeah, Lim is, is is no small man either. He's he's five nine, one hundred and eighty five, and you look at him, he's very well built, very well put together. Again, straight up the middle goes Wash, runs over a couple guys, dragging a couple, gets a first down down close to the thirty. Well, and again, Lem Wash, I, I just got to go back to, you know, several weeks ago and Lem had a run and he just bulldozed somebody. And I think the kids and everybody just said, hey, you know, when they're watching the film, they go, hey, it's just a speed bump because Lem's that type of guy. I mean, he, he, he may be a quarterback running back, but he'll he'll try and juke you and he'd just as soon run you over. First and 10 for the Panthers from the Manhattan 31 yard line. They lead 28-0, five minutes left in the first half. All Panthers back to pass Adler. Now he's being chased. Kind of just throws it up. He's aiming it, looked like, for Reed Liston, but he did the right thing getting rid of it. Well, you got to like the seniors' leadership out there because, hey, he had pressure all over him. He had two guys bring, breathing down his neck, one being the 6'6", 215-pound Chandler Marks, and uh, Adler did the right thing. He got out of the pocket and just threw it out of bounds. This, this young man's a linebacker, so they're sending everybody. Yeah, the the guy on the other side six four, and uh, he's two fifteen as well. So those are those are pretty good bookends for uh, for Manhattan at the outside linebacker spot. Second down, ten Panthers. They lead twenty eight zero. Four forty nine to go. Again, pitch to Wash finds a little bit of an alley. Twenty fifteen ten. Touchdown, Panthers. Now, Lim Wash looked inside, and it was like he went to another level as he worked down the field. Doyle, the running game on this option is just unstoppable tonight. I can't say it enough. Manhattan's a good football team. Panthers are just playing at a much, much higher level than their competition right, right now. You don't get to 9-1, and one, you know, that easy. I mean, as a matter of fact, the Panthers are 10-0. and 0. They're the only undefeated team in 6A, and there's a couple that are 9-1, and 1, one being Manhattan, the other being Topeka. And they played early in the season, I believe. Now, this one's going to wake up some eyes around the state. Everyone knew Derby was good, but coming in and uh, playing a Manhattan team and having 35 points on the board here in the second quarter is going to wake some people up. Now 35-0 with 440 left. And, you know, if you're Manhattan, you know, what, what do you do? 
what do you do? I mean, what if, if you're the head coach over there on on the bench? I mean, what are you telling your kids now? Uh, they're behind. They've never been behind like this this year. Well, and, and as we said, this isn't an easy place to get behind. You don't want to come in here once this uh, machine starts rolling. It, it, it's tough. Yeah. Joel, again, we've got listeners all over the country uh, listening to our online broadcast. Franklin, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Dallas, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, and Germany. Wow. Germany. I'll be darned. Remember, you can listen to these broadcasts uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcast after 10 o'clock uh, tonight. Uh, you can listen to this ball game or any of the ball games the Panthers have played in this season. So, you know, tune in and. Uh, Listen to it or, or let your youngster listen to it uh, tonight after 10. Back deep is Lorenzo Wilhoit for Manhattan. He's standing on the five. Got a couple guys standing up shallow. One is Nathaniel Hansen. The other, I believe, is Thomas, excuse me, Thomas Reeder. So Panthers lead this one 35-0, 4.41 to go here in the first half. High end over end. It's going to be taken at about the 20. And that's about as far as he's going to get. He tried to go run east and west, and the Panthers just swarmed him right there at the 20. It looked like it was uh, Nathaniel Hansen. So Manhattan will have it first and 10 from their 20. Well, I'll tell you what, these guys, they filled these kick returns. And you look downfield, Panthers are very fast. They're very physical. They come running downfield like it's a 100-meter dash, and you're not going to get outside on them. 35-0, Panthers lead. They give it to Young. He finally gets two or three, so he gets some, got some plus yardage finally. Well, Manhattan has played there this entire – they had one drive they got into Panther territory. Short of that, they've been playing on their side of the field all night long. Second and seven. From their 23-yard line. You know, the, the the one thing you have to look at is this Panther defense. Well, week one, everyone questioned it. And I don't know how you question a defense. These kids have just reloaded. They answered the bell. There's no doubt about that. Again, they give it to Young. He gets hit hard. It looked like Knox hit him short of the first down. Yeah, Manhattan, you got to get out of your side of the field if you're going to have any success at all. They've been forced into too many fourth down and eights, fourth down and nine situations. It's going to be third down and about two and a half to go. I, I'm going to, if I had to guess, I'd say Brenner will take this one on a direct snap and try to pick up the first down. He's in the backfield with Young. 35-0, Panthers. They give it to Young. He's not going to get to the first oh, he, he, he unless did. he unless he got some second effort. Oh, he did. He he, he fell well past. He, he looked like we had him stop, but then he stumbled and bumbled his way up for another six or so yards. Wow. I guess I looked at the wrong pile because that that that's five yards farther than than I was looking at. So there goes that eye thing again. <laughs> first first down on the thirty six. And that's definitely his best carry of the night. On a keeper, Oshenbrenner, drug down. Falls on the ground. Falls on the ground. Panthers, they have it. Panthers wow. have it. 
Wow. Ginyard. Ginyard. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what do you say when, when you're coming out, you start getting a few positives, and the Panthers just answer the bell again, force a turnover, and, man. They're now talking about it, the officials. One official signaled Panther ball. I don't know what. Well, Pan, that Manhattan defense is on the field, and Panthers are getting ready to break their huddle, so we'll see it. Unless they change their minds, I, yeah. I think it's Panther football. Well, I think it is, too, based on the indications we got from the officials. Yes, it is Panther. I don't know what all that hubbub was about. Ginyard clearly came out of the pile with it. First and 10 Panthers, they already lead 35-0, 2.40 to go here in the second quarter. Adler on a keeper gets brought down with a very low ankle tackle, and he is not getting up. Yeah, he was. it was a designed Adler run, and uh, I'm with you. He got tackled from behind. He's uh, definitely going to get up very slowly, so not a, not a good sign for the Panthers here. Well, it, it was a tackle low enough, and, and he's been nursing that high ankle sprain, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't re-injured. We will wait and see. I don't want. I'm not a doctor, but we'll see as he gets up. That will definitely mean Lim Wash will be in at the quarterback position. The, the play ended up losing a yard or two. Adler's on his feet, and you know he, he earlier he was kind of and he's hobbled bad. I mean he's he, he seems to be not putting any pressure on that left uh, left side. So, Wash will go to quarterback, and Washington will come back in. He looks like he's walking a little better now than when he first got up, so maybe maybe they can retape it, and it'll be all yeah, right. And he, and he was kind of nursing a little bit of a knee, I think, on earlier in the ball game as well. Back to pass goes Wash. He's got a man open. Washington. Oh, he dropped the ball. Washington, it was a nice pass. I thought Washington hung on as he went into the end zone. It was hard to tell because the ball squirted loose into the black end zone. But, man, that, that would have been a big six. That was a nice wheel route by Washington. He was open. The ball was very nicely thrown by uh, Wash. But, uh, you know, it just he was tackled and hit the, hit the ground pretty hard. It, it would have been a good catch had he made it. And that, that that just comes right out of the chute. They put him back into the ball game. He hadn't quarterbacked yet tonight. He scored his touchdown as a running back, and he comes right in firing the ball. Look downfield, Grant. Uh, doctors are paying a little bit of attention to him, but he's not on the training table, so maybe that's a, a bit of a good sign. He's walking better now. Motion, Karzak. Wash makes a couple guys miss. See 25, 20, 10. Touchdown, Panthers. Yeah, you can say see you after Lim Wash makes one cut because there was no doubt he viewed the outside and took it to the house. So just like that, now we're we're in well, we're at halftime and we're up 41 to nothing. Well, I, I'm sure that there are some people on K preps or wherever they find their scores that uh, are seeing this score and not believing it. And I and I looked out there, Adler kind of met out there with uh 
wash to, to, to congratulate him. So I, I am liking I'm seeing that Adler's moving around a little bit. Extra point attempt by Simmons. A little bit high snap. Extra point is good. Just a great job by uh, Larson getting the ball down and uh, didn't didn't hurt the timing any. Simmons busted through. Well, you want to know what kind of warrior Grant Adler is? I think he went out there and I think he has intentions. I think he's coming back in. I saw Coach Clark with his arm around him pointing at the scoreboard and he's probably saying, Grant, I, I'm, I'm tickled pink that maybe you're okay, but we're, we're probably done for the night. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, uh, 42-0 with two minutes left in in the half. I mean, that, there's probably, like I said, there's probably a lot of people around the state seeing this score, and uh, they're, they're probably not believing it. They probably think it's a mis, misprint. Got a score, Blue Valley over Blue Valley North, 21-14. Topeka versus Junction City right now. We're getting zeros on that ball game. That would uh, be the team that Derby would play would be Topeka or Junction City. Well, Latham North, Blue Valley at zero. I, I just, you know, that, that Blue Valley North, I mean, this was a team that was three and five, and they, they beat the number one seed last week, and they're playing the number four seed this week. And I think you said it was, what, 21-14? Which one was that? Blue Valley North, Blue Valley. Yes. Blue Valley played North earlier in the season, beat them 34-7. Panthers lead this one 42-0. That's what we're concerned about right now. And again, at about the 18, looked like Luke Stewart stopped him at about the 21. I, I can't even describe how these kick return teams, they get their hands on the football, and you can tell they want nothing to do with this Panther kick unit, they, 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 you can see their bodies cower when the Panthers come down the field. Well, it was Nathaniel Hanson. He's been he's been receiving the bulk of the kicks, and, and I'm sure Nathaniel's saying, "Man, guys, can you kick it to the other side, <laughs> please?" First and ten from the twenty-two for Manhattan. They trail forty-two-zero. They give it to Young. He gets to the outside, makes a couple guys miss, and gets out to about the 25, I'm guessing. Now he's lucky to, to get where he did. It looked like Searing was going to have him nailed for a huge loss. He's able to get out of that. But uh, once again, Manhattan, you just cannot play a football game on your end of the field all night long and have any success. Clock moving, a minute and a half to go in the half. Panthers lead this one 42-0. Yep, I'm... I'm telling you the truth, guys. It's 42-0. Back to pass, rolling to the near side. Nobody to throw it to. Now he's reversing his field, running with the football to the opposite side and tackled for a loss. Looked like, uh, well, I can't, I can't pick up. Archer. Who, Archer, Daniel Archer. <laughs> we just can't keep talking enough about this uh, front front four, front three that Derby jumps into from time to time of Smith and, and Dorsey and Archer. I mean, guys are just, they've been all over the place. I think all of them are in that 50 and 60, 65 tackles on the season. Uh, you know, and then you got Jack Common back there leading the team in tackles. And uh, he's an undersized linebacker. That was a good one-on-one -on -one tackle out there by Archer, a defensive end on a very good running back. Third down. They're going to throw a little bit of a pass out to Young. He makes one guy miss. 
He's going to be short of the first down by about a yard if they. Oh, they're going to spot it awful close. They're going to move them, I think. Oh, the guy on the near side. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was close. It was, and really, it's a play. Panthers nearly had busted for another loss. First and ten for Manhattan. Back to pass. Arschenberger just kind of flipped it out to somebody. Well, he looked up and Seth Smith was in his face. And I think it was like, man, I got to get rid of this. Seth's another one of those guys that moves very well at six foot, 200 pounds. It was intended for uh, Young, but even had he caught it, it, it wouldn't have mattered because he had a knee on the ground. So if he'd have caught it, he'd have been down right there for probably no gain at all. So still second and 10. Well, man, Derby, as we said several times tonight, they've just taken Manhattan out of their comfort run game and forced Austin Brenner to throw the football. Panthers are starting to put a lot of pressure on him. KDKQLP Derby. Panthers lead 42-0. Back to pass. Got a guy open. Being chased. Finally ran down by Searing. Inside Panther territory. Well, he was left wide open on the play, and uh, we, we were worried about that tonight. We said, uh, you know, the one thing you got to pay attention to is don't fall into that too much, too heavy into that run-oriented offense. Going to be first and 10 at the Panther 25. Yeah, that, that guy was wide open. Back to pass again. Go Just a little pass out in the flat to Young. Panthers have it played. He's going to lose maybe a yard on first down. And I believe Manhattan only has one timeout left. They burnt two in the first quarter. Clock's still moving. He lost about three, two and a half, three yards on first down. So second down and 12 or 13. Back to pass goes Oshenbrenner. He's rolling to the near side. Now he's directing traffic downfield. He's being chased. Just kind of threw it up. It should be picked off, and it is. Cooser, 15, 20. Yeah, lots of After about the 25, but there's a lot of yellow hankies out on the field. Yeah, Cooser just sat back and played center field on the ball, picks it off, and as he's going downfield, you got to think you're probably going to catch Derby for some, some blocks there, but that should uh, time should have ran out. We're going to wait and see what the officials call. There might Maybe there'll be an untimed down if the penalty was on Manhattan. But Manhattan's already heading to the locker room. Panthers are not leaving the field as yet. We'll wait and see what the white cap calls. It was on the Panthers, on the return team. Again, that was Cooser. And again, they, I think he and Ginyard both were back there playing center field and there was nobody there. Oshenbrenner just threw the football, and uh, I guess he was hoping somebody would catch it. But uh, no, no you, you, you got to give the Panthers credit. They had good coverage on the play, and then all of a sudden it gave our, our lineman a chance to put a ton of pressure on him. Oshenbrenner had nowhere to go. He finally just chucks the ball in the end zone. I think he looked at the clock, too, and said, hey, I, I don't have anything to lose here, so I might as well see if I can get something out of it. Yeah, Panthers have played a whale of a first half offensively and defensively. They've shut out Manhattan, and I mean, just really, they've just shut them out. They, they've dominated them on both sides of the football, and, uh, you know, the Panthers are uh, 
they're they're sitting in the catbird seat right now at, at uh, 42 zero at half well i'm looking down on the field adler's uh, definitely stiffened up a little bit he's uh, going off on his own but uh, he's definitely got a little bit of hitch in his giddy up well and and you know while, while we got a second here let, let's let's uh, give a shout out to our game night sponsors Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, is sponsored in part by these great local businesses. Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Express Water and Hardscapes, Pizza John's, El Paso Animal Hospital, Riverside Cafe of Derby, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie. Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Alive 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Panthers lead this one big, 42-0, and, and yes, that's the real score if you're just joining us. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be something that's uh, broadcast around the state because I don't think people around the state figured this. Uh, anyway, Panthers lead 42-0. This is Panther football. On Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9, we'll be back. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby high school athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they've built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, elpasoanimalhospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a live 105 in Derby Panther football. Yeah, we're back in Panther Stadium where uh, Derby leads Manhattan at halftime, 42-0. Uh, we've got a special guest up here uh, for a halftime interview. Uh, I'm not going to divulge his name. I'll let Kevin do that. But I did watch this young man play a little football in high school and uh, you know, he, but you know, he's converted to Derby, but, uh, I'll just leave it at that. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll turn it over to Kevin. Well, we're fortunate tonight to, uh, have Mitch Pontius with us. And, uh, you know, Mitch, uh, you were here at, uh, you, you coached here at the high school for, I believe six years. You were the defensive coordinator the last couple of years this year. You chose a different Avenue. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this is the first year in what? 25. 25 years probably that I haven't been associated with football in some way, shape or form. I say that, um, but I still was still was involved with my son's little league team. So I I guess I I got 26 years. So um, I actually stepped away from coaching and teaching and I took a administrative job here at the middle school at Derby middle school, um, a school that I taught at when I came to Derby. Um, So it's been, it's been a, been a change, but uh, you know, now it's like coaching, different people and different different uh situations but very similar well i was gonna say it has to be similar i know you were one of those motivational guys always came up with you know the, the rah-rah speeches for the guys and on probably doing the same thing now. yeah yeah i mean now we're just looking for a different outcome so uh you know it, it, a, a lot of what i learned here as as a coach and a, as a as a person i've kind of carried that with me and you know those same principles about you know servant leadership and the same things that coach clark speaks about all the time is what we kind of focus on in the middle school and it's been a really good segue so well coach I know I know one of the things we talked about last year and it was seemed like it was maybe this juncture of the season and we looked at you and we talked about how incredible your defense was performing and and you know we just said you know coach what happens next year and I remember to a man you looking at me and saying we're going to be fine what do you think you're looking out here you're seeing a defense that we replaced a lot of guys, but we seem to be fine. Yeah, I mean, on paper, 
this is this is a really young, inexperienced team. But if you think back to it, um, you know, we we would these kids were playing half of the game last year. So, so these guys were taking varsity reps last year. They might not have started cause they had, you know, somebody in front of them that, that was pretty special, but, uh, these guys are not, are not green. They are not, they are not new guys. They've been around and they've been a part of a system that, that just churns out, uh, these defenses. And, you know, I, I, I remember saying that exact, those exact words as well, but, uh, you know, from the beginning, I knew we all knew there was going to be growing pains and, and guys were still slipping into roles that they they didn't start at. And, um, but, man, it sure has been cool to see them grow and uh, just kind of pick up where that old group left off and uh, just kind of carry on that legacy. Well, you mentioned, you know, you got guys that step up into those roles. I, I believe, you know, one of the guys I look at uh, probably with one of the biggest impacts is a Seth Smith. I mean, I, I believe wasn't he playing behind Isaac Keener last year? Right, he was right. Kind of an all-world guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so Seth was ready last year, but unfortunately for Seth, he was playing against the best Kansas high school football player in the state. So I mean, he was he was one of the best I've ever seen. Isaac was, and and you know what was neat about Seth was, yeah, you hear all the time people talk about this sense of entitlement and things like that. Seth didn't show one ounce of anything. He didn't, he didn't gripe. He didn't, he wasn't unhappy for Isaac. He just went to work every day and he got better and better and better. And he learned from Isaac and, and you see that working out today. I mean, Seth's playing unreal football right now. And a lot of that is because he paid his dues. He waited his turn. And when his, when his time came, he was ready to rock. And, uh, I mean, that shout out to Seth for that. Cause there's not a lot of people that can, can, can do that with the demeanor that he's done it. And I mean, man, it's so, it's so neat to see a kid like Seth succeed too. Cause he's just such a good kid. That's the type of kid you want to see get all the accolades and, and have all the success. Cause the guy has earned every bit of success that he's ever gotten. So I'm really, really proud of, him. you know, we, we talk about how hard it is to play at Derby. I mean, you, but you were in that experience, you know, you came here, I know you played at Ark city back in the day. Doyle made that comment. Yep, yep. You come to Derby. I mean, Talk to I mean, about how what that's like because you know this is a place that's tough. If you get down fourteen points against Derby, it's tough to come back. Yeah. So I, people all over all over the I mean I from my time at Manhattan I know people all over the United States. So um, you know they ask me what makes Derby Derby and I'm like I, if you're not here you can, it's hard to explain. Like it's it's just it Derby is a different animal and. Uh, you know, I think I think a lot of that goes to the city of Derby. I mean, they 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 get behind their teams and they've built a, a culture in a city that supports um, what's going on at this field. Brandon Clark has been instrumental to that, you know, um, and you're exactly right. Like like other teams come in and, and you know, you always see Derby start fast and, um, you know, uh, it I mean, it, it you're definitely going to get tested quick um when you get here so um you better be strapped on ready to roll or else things can get out of hand if you're not careful well mitch i i'm glad that you're able to to still be part of the derby school system and and i think you're in a role great role i mean uh molding these kids and you know for us uh we miss having you on the football staff but we're tickled pink you're still supporting the program you're coaching junior football i understand so we uh, we thank you for coming up here tonight. Thank you for being part of uh, this success that we've read. Absolutely, man. It's been an honor just to be a small small blip on the radar and, and be a part of it. Um, I know Derby's changed my life, and uh, you know I, I'm 
I'm from Arc City. I got a lot of pride in that. But man, Derby's home, and I love this place and and uh, everything that it's given me. I'm so appreciative. Well, Mitch, we appreciate you coming up tonight, and uh, thank you. And uh, go down and keep cheering for the Panthers. Absolutely, Green's Magic. Let's go Panthers. That was Mitch Pontius, uh, but it took time to come out and visit with us tonight. Uh, you know, Mitch is. I mean, he's he's the epitome of what once a Panther, always a Panther is all about. Yeah, and if you can pry him away from Arc City, you've done a pretty good job. So, yeah, we want to thank Mitch for coming up. Uh, Panthers lead this one 42 nothing. We'll be back. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969 offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at derbyrec. Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. Conflabbit, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. 
We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years' experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24 7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached. 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Making plans for the special day? Pause Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Pause Photography a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium. Uh, we're in the obligatory three-minute workout portion of the half. Uh, Panthers lead 42-0. to zero. Yeah, We'll give you a quick uh, halftime stats. Uh, dominated by the Panthers again. In the rushing yards, Panthers 18 touches, 260 yards. Manhattan 22 touches for 65 yards. Derby hadn't had to throw the ball much. Just one for three for 54 yards and a touchdown to Reed Liston. Manhattan, on the other hand, four for 15 with one interception. 320 total yards for the Panthers, 159 for Manhattan. Leading the way for the Panthers, Adler just one for two, 54. As we said, the only guy to catch that ball was 54 yards by Reed Liston for six. Trey Washington's had a nice night, 11 touches for 142. Lim washed four touches for 84. Wow. And Grant Adler, three touches for 60 yards. Again, uh, Panthers 320 yards of offense, Manhattan 159, big deal, Panthers 42, Manhattan 0. Yeah, Panthers are going to kick off, Manhattan will get the football to start the second half, and, and again, they trail 42-0. to zero. You know, this is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105-9, Panther football. Panthers will kick off, it'll be Simmons kicking off. Back deep. Well, it looks like again they've been trading guys out back there, but it looks this time it looks like Lorenzo Wilhoit is back deep. But the guy that's been getting the bulk of these kicks has been uh, Nathaniel Hansen. He's one of the short guys. Now that's typically Derby. He's kind of lined up on the on uh, Simmons' right side. That's where Derby usually kicks is to the right side of the field. Well, he's been getting them. Simmons approaches. High end over end is going to come down to Nathaniel at about the 13-yard line. 
he gets back to maybe the 23, so not a bad return. Well, we'll see how, how the Panthers come out health-wise. Adler came out with his ankle, uh, ice on his ankle. He's uh, got his letter jacket on, so there's no question he's done for the evening. He's got a pretty decent limp going on right now. Tyler Allen's in for Dorsey at the nose. Tyler's a senior, 5'10", 210. Back to Pat, or on a fake, it's Oshenbrenner. He picks up probably, looks like three on first down. Again, this looks to me like a wildcat uh, in most cases because when uh, Oshenbrenner carries the football, he very rarely fakes to anybody else. It's just a dead snap, and he takes off with the football. Well, and usually what you see out of that flex is it's kind of predicated on great athletes and a lot of motion and things going on, and that's not what they're running. They're running out of a flex a lot of the time, but you're right. It's straight back to Oshenbrenner running. Balls on the ground. Balls on the ground. Panthers, no, they don't quite get it. It's going to be on the 20, so it's going to be third down and long. Now, Ashbrenner, that time, the ball came back to him. It looked like he was going to hand off, and the ball immediately fell to the ground. So not the way you want to come out if you're Manhattan and uh, start moving backwards. Third and 15. Again, Panthers lead this one. 42 to nothing. We're in just starting first possession of the third quarter for Manhattan. You said Tyler Dorsey not in the ball game now, but he's uh, got his helmet on and still standing over. Looks like he's got some ice on his ankle, however. Tyler Allen's in for him at the nose position. Panthers show blitz. Oshenberger on the run, overthrows the intended receiver. So it's going to be fourth down for Manhattan. Well, he really threw into double coverage. Ginyard was out there at, at Heilman on the play and the ball was overthrown. So once again, Manhattan starts uh, their first series here in the first, the second half moving backwards. Panthers showed blitz. It, 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 I don't know. I, I thought it was uh, Noel on the blitz for the Panthers that put a little pressure on him and uh, he had to throw the ball sooner than you wanted to. Now we saw Noel do a blitz last week and he read it perfectly and just met, met his man about two yards in the backfield. Oshenbrenner is the punter, high snap, he handles it okay. Gets off a pretty good punt. It's coming down to Ginyard at about the 43. Now he, he gives up ground. Now he cuts up, finds a bit of a hole, gets back to about uh, 46-yard line. Panthers have good field position. And once again, Ginyard gets his hands on the ball, and you just don't know where he's going to go. Manhattan's uh, very fortunate to keep him corralled. It looked like uh, back deep with Ginyard was uh, uh, for the Panthers was Dylan Edwards, and he is in the ball game at the tailback spot. Otherwise, it's uh, Wash. He's back there with him, but Edwards is in the game. Freshman. Wash pitches it back to Edwards, makes a guy miss. Then he loses a yard, maybe two on first down. And Panthers, uh, as we said, Adler's uh, hobbled. He's got ice on his ankle. Let's hope it's not anything too bad. I, it looks like he moves around at time to time uh, okay down there. We know Dorsey came out with some ice on his ankle. I don't think anything's wrong with uh, Washington, but uh, other than maybe just giving him a rest. Second and 11. 
on a keeper. Wash, big hole, 30, 20, 10. It's coming back. And there was a there was a bad block, and it was right in front of the official. I I I think it's probably a good call. I know Coach Clark's not happy about it, but it looked like it it could have been a good call. Well, it, it, if they mark it from the spot of the foul, then it won't be too bad. But uh, that was a nice run by Lim Wash, about 55 yards for the touchdown. But it's going to come back. Yeah, I saw the I saw the block, and I kind of was questioning it, and I thought, well, maybe they're not going to call it. All of a sudden, the flag came from across the field right at, at the point of contact. It's a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. It's still going to be first down Panthers. They're going to be in Manhattan territory on their 39-yard line. Now, Lem Wash, he's just a special kind of athlete. First and 10, Panthers lead 42-0, and they're, they're on the move here in the second half. You said Dylan Edwards is now in uh, at the running back position. Dylan, just a freshman, and uh, you know he, he's going to be the future of this offense for the Panthers. And Dylan's, uh, you know, we got him at 140, and that may be a pound or two heavy. Back to pass goes Wash. Got plenty of time. Sets it in the pocket. Kavion. <laughs> Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, you saw Kavion down there, and I'm telling you what, Lim Wash has threaded the needle on the plate, and Kavion Walker coming down in traffic with the football just brushed off the defensive back that hit him immediately. Goes into the end zone. Very good thrown ball by Lim Wash. Well, this is the first time this year Manhattan will be on the other side of a running clock because the running clock will start right now with 48 nothing lead by the Panthers. And, you know, I thought Derby had an excellent chance tonight, maybe would win, uh, you know, with two or three scores, but you wouldn't have got me to tell you that Derby was going to go to a running clock early in the second half. Extra point attempt is up, and it is also good. So the Panthers now lead 49-0 with 8.59 left. And, again, it will be a running clock, and uh, I don't know how they're going to do it. Uh, I know how we've been told it's supposed to be done. We'll just wait and see how it works. Wow. I mean, and again, you know, Coach Pontius, when he was up here, that's what he said. He goes, you know, this is just a a well-oiled machine tonight. These guys are playing lights out. I think that that crowd noise you just heard was the announcement that I I believe the running clock will start. And, uh, you know, it's it's got to be a uh, uh, it's got to be a blow to Manhattan. Uh, You know, they came in in here pretty fired up to play the Panthers and. Panthers, I mean, you got to call it like it is. They're just blowing their doors off. Well, Manhattan brought a good crowd here tonight. I mean, a very good crowd. They never allowed them to get into the ball game. Panthers scored early on their first drive, and and, and from there, it's just uh, it's it's a good thing when you can take the crowd out of the ball game. The winds really went out of Manhattan's cell by the time it was twenty-one to nothing. Well, we'll see who comes out on the defensive side of the ball. Panthers are having a little bit of trouble with their getting their players on the field, but I think they're okay now. Now they've gone to that junior varsity kick team. Simmons is still the kicker. It went over the head this time and into the end zone, so a good kick by Simmons. It went over uh, the usual receiver. That was Nathaniel... Hanson, 
It went over his head and bounced into the end zone, so Manhattan will have it on the 20. And the clock has not started yet. I, I don't know what's going on, but, again, it seems like the rules are different every time we have a running clock. First and 10, Manhattan. Now it's going. They give the ball to the tailback. He gets dropped for about a yard and a half, two-yard gain. And Panthers are wholesale changes now. You know, Coach Pontius made that comment. You know, that a lot of these guys are playing a lot of football, so it just bodes well for next season. Well, this is uh, pretty much the number twos in the ball game right now for the Panthers. Leading 49-0 in early in the third quarter. Well, these guys have played as much football as the starters. Second and eight. Ball's on the ground. Panthers are trying to. There's a big scrum. But uh, it looks like Manhattan's going to keep it. They're going to lose a little bit. Looked like uh, number 45, uh, Damien, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, uh, recovered the football for Manhattan. He's got a, little, a name that's pretty hard to pronounce, so we'll just call him Damien. Yeah, I'm not going to ta tackle that one either. Third down and about uh, 13 for the Panthers, or for the Indians. Clock moving. Again, we are in a running clock situation. 49-0 early in the third quarter. Doyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Manhattan's only been in Derby territory one time tonight, and that didn't turn out well. And we've got a – I don't know what's going on. Somebody's called a timeout. Manhattan used another timeout, so. Well, you know, if, if you're over there, you're Coach Sharks, you, you know, you're down 49 to nothing. Your ball's uh, – Inside your 20-yard line, you've got third down and long. Uh, you know the Panthers have already pulled, called off the dogs. They've, uh, you know, what do you do? I mean, you, you, you're in a really tough, tough situation. Well, yeah, and and, and Derby has definitely called off the dog. There's, there's no question about that. And uh, you know, here here uh, Manhattan's in a situation where it's third down and about oh, it looks like 13 and a half, 14 yards to go. They have to get out to the 30, and the ball's resting on. That looks like the 16-yard line. So, uh, you know, Panthers are in pretty good shape right now. Well, Panthers definitely don't want to take a chance on getting anybody else injured. As we said, Adler seems to be hobbled. Dorsey seems to be hobbled a little bit. So, you know, you get out of this thing with a big win. You know you're going into the semifinals. And let's keep everybody healthy. Amari and Lindsay are now the safeties. The corners are uh, Atkins. And I believe Luke Sweat. Back to pass goes Oshenbrenner. Good, good defense out there. No, no flags on the play. Good defense by Corey Atkins. Incomplete. Yeah, Corey's one of those guys that you see playing. I mean, he's he's a good athlete. He just sat back and. As Ashton Brenner let go of the football, he just went up and knocked the ball down to the ground. So, forces another fourth down situation for Manhattan. Doyle, as we said, Manhattan's got their starters in derbies, pulled everybody. 
but you can see that the wind has definitely left the sails of Manhattan here. Well, you know, you, you talk about Atkins. He, he's a sophomore and, and he's a corner and we're going to lose both our corners to graduation. Here's a young man that, like you said, has probably played about as much as our starters out there at corner. So Panthers have nobody deep. And there's a penalty marker on the play, and the ball's going to hit and stop at about midfield. That's where Derby will have it, depending on the penalty. We'll wait and see. Now, a flag came pretty early. It, 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 it's in that vicinity where you got to think that maybe the Panthers left a little bit early or, the, or Manhattan left early. We're going to wait and see. The white cap will let us know. Motion. Motion on Manhattan. Panthers decline the penalty, and they'll take over at the Manhattan 49-yard line. Again, moving clock, 5.30 to go. Panthers lead this one big, 49-0. And uh, hopefully between now and the end of the game, we'll have some more scores for uh, you guys we can pass along, especially it'd be interesting the other side of our bracket as well as uh, on the eastern half. Now, the last score we were getting on our other side was 0-0 still. And Having trouble getting any updates on that, but uh, I know we heard one, you know, in 5A locally. Uh, I think Mays was up 7-0 on Mays South at halftime, and I believe Wichita Northwest was 14 and Bishop Carroll 12 at half. Yep. First and 10 Panthers. Thatcher, oh, he getting hit hard as Edwards, but he pops right back up. Thatcher's the quarterback. And Edwards is in the backfield. Again, they, these are a total number two group for the Panthers. <laughs> you said it. Edwards is listed at 140 pounds. He's a very quick young man, but, boy, he was just absolutely dropped on that last carry. His forte is getting, finding him a little bit of a, of a lane to run in, and, and he's hard to deal with if, if he finds that lane. has been called for those five vehicles. And again, they give it to, and he finds that little crease, 40, 35, gets down inside the 25 at about the 23. He found that little crease we were talking about. He found that little crease and then cut back against the grain, picks up good yardage for the Panthers. This this guy is, is small, but my goodness, he runs hard. And, and like you said, he's probably the, uh, he's, he's probably the future of the Panther team next year uh, we, we did just get a man. score 20 uh topeka is beating junction city 21 to 7 probably not a big surprise to me no no i no that was my pick to win uh, anyway uh, but usually when i pick somebody and i say it out loud the other team wins <laughs> so i try not to say that stuff out loud first and 10 panthers they lead 49 nothing and thatcher on a keeper, gets hit hard, gets down to about the 21-yard line. Again, uh, another one of those running clock situations, Doyle. We go back. I mean, this is week 10, and, I, and I, I have to thank Garden City. We nearly went to a running clock. We probably could have easily. Uh, Bishop Carroll, we didn't. I, I think every other game we've been in a running clock situation. It sure seems like it. I, I know we've had a whole lot of we've had a whole lot of versions of the running clock all year long, but uh, it's moving now with under 250 to go again panthers lead this one 49-0 this is a quarterfinal they will move on i'm sure to the semifinals next week against either junction city or topeka and right now it looks like topeka edwards just kind of 
finds him a little bit of a crease. Man, he ran hard, got inside the 20 down to about the 19-yard line. Can you imagine if Edwards, you know, he's a freshman. He, when he's a junior or senior and he's put on 25, 30 pounds, how tough he's going to be? Well, you, you give him a crease and, I mean, he'll, just like that long run he had, he'll run right through it. And he runs hard, too. He's a, he's a, he's a small fella, but, I mean, he gets, he gets right up and, well, just the maturity level of any freshman. I mean, you know, they're just not physically there Panthers, yet. Panthers are going to have to call timeout or they're going to take a five-yard penalty. They're, uh, evidently, they didn't take the timeout. So they're going to get a delay a game. And, you know, again, you're in that situation that the penalties, the delay of games, it doesn't really matter because the uh, clock just continues to tick away. Yeah, we're going from a uh, – Third down and about five to the third down and about ten for the Panthers. Obviously, four down territory for Derby. Thatcher back to pass. Now he pulls it down. Still got a got a man in the end zone. Nearly caught. It was just a little bit too high for the intended receiver. Could have been six. <laughs> Really, Thatcher threw a good ball there. He's just a sophomore, but he uh, you, you've seen him get much better through the season. Deshaun Wright was the intended receiver, and he was, he was open. The ball was just a little bit too high for him to catch. Yeah, nicely thrown football by Thatcher. Going to be fourth down and long again for the Panthers. This'll, this could be the last play of the third quarter. Panthers lead this one 49-0. Long play count coming in to, to Thatcher. This Hopefully this is an 11-yard game play here. Fourth and 11. Back to pass goes Thatcher. A little bit of a screen to Edwards. Makes a guy miss. 15-10. Touchdown, Panthers. Yeah, on the screen, I'm telling you what, Dylan Edwards, once he got his hands on the football, I mean, he was just uh, he was just moving. I mean, that was a nice touchdown run by the young freshman. That ran out the end of the quarter, but I think the Panthers will get an, an attempt on the extra point. It's 55-0. Now the new holder for the Panthers is is Thatcher. The ball's up, and it's good. So the Panthers now lead 56-0. That's going to end the third quarter. This is Panther football on Alive 105. We'll be back. QLP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at alive105kdkq.com. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend's show when Riley Clements will be here. She'll share about writing songs for her first album. Tarn Wells gives us some insight about things that he shares with teens and young adults. And Mark Hall from Casting Crowns tells us about what inspires their songwriting. Rachel's here with the latest in Christian music news, and we'll hear future hits from Chris McClarney and another brand new song from Big Daddy Weed. 
Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby now leads 56-0. We're ready to start the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, nice uh, screen pass, it looked like, to uh, uh, Edwards. He took it in the end zone. He found that crease that I, I talk about, and he just ran away from people. The well, Panthers now lead 56-0, and we're just starting the fourth quarter. Kicking off is Simmons still. High end over end. Coming down to Hanson. He gets hit hard at about the 26-yard line. Looked like on the tackle was Micah Houston. Sophomore, six foot one sixty-five. Well, Panthers. Defense comes out on the field, leading 56-0. Manhattan, they seem maybe to well, – I can't tell. I have, the quarterback is still Oshenbrenner. Man, you you got to assume that uh, Coach Charge wants to see some success for these guys. There's no question Manhattan's going to be turning in the uniforms. Uh, Oshenbrenner on a keeper, and there's a penalty marker late thrown by i believe the referee so it could be holding on manhattan we'll wait and see yeah where it came in from you got to assume that because he's you know the white hat's clear in the back and he came throwing it up uh, and that's what it's going to be as a hold against manhattan so that's going to take it 10 yards so it's going to be first and 20 now well no it's not going to be quite 20 it's going to be first and 19 Clock moving, 10.40 to go. Panthers lead this one big, 56-0. Back to Pat now, just on a keeper, Oshenbrenner, but he's going to get dropped for about a three-yard loss. Again, it was on the stop, Jace Jenkins. Lots of two on the play, brings up second down at 22. Jace is a junior, 5'9", 170. Yeah, Jace, another one of those kids that's just a, a good athlete. Doyle, what's impressive is his second unit. Uh, Coach Clark talked about that. He said, I, I'm not happy with how my second units came on last week, and these guys have played pretty tough defense uh, here in the second half. Second long, back to pass, goes Oshenbrenner. Hits a guy, well, he kind of threw it behind him, so it's going to be incomplete. Make it third down and very long for Manhattan. As I said, Manhattan has just been climbing such a hill all night long. They had the one occasion in the first half. They broke into Panther territory. They let that one slip away. Other than that, Manhattan's really played most of this ball game from about their own 25-yard line in. Uh, and Again, here we're looking at the number twos. Uh, and, and the only starter I can see that's out for Manhattan is B.J. Young. Third down and long. Panthers showing blitz. Austin Brenner on a keeper. He Balls puts out. the ball on the ground. I think Manhattan has it. Still going to be fourth down and long, short of the 25. 
It's just been a long night for this Manhattan offense. Uh, offense we thought was going to be pretty powerful. And you know, Coach Clark doesn't dole out compliments all the time, but he said this is the most physical group, and they've just got, in his own words, they've got some studs out there. Irby's just uh, had an answer for everything Manhattan's thrown at us tonight. Well, I, you know, and I hate to bring this up, but I think you saw the quote from the Manhattan player and uh, earlier in the week, and it wasn't very, it wasn't very nice about Derby. <laughs> and the Panthers don't have anybody back, so the ball hits at about the 37. It takes a Manhattan bounce. It's going to be down inside the 30 at about the 27-yard line. That's where Panthers will take possession with 7.50 to go in the ball game. They lead this one. 56-0, you know, Kevin, a first down or so uh, by the Panthers could just about run that seven-minute clock out. Well, Manhattan's really lucky there. They got off it with nobody back for the Panthers. They get off a 50-yard punt, and that really changed the fortunes for them because uh, at least they got the ball back on the Panther side of the field. It's going to be first and 10. We're, I'll be interested to see who comes out on the field to see if, I mean, who do we put in there at running back if, Edwards comes out. Edwards still in. Looks like Hamlin's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, you can see there's just even a lot more wholesale changes. Panthers are emptying the benches trying to get everybody in the ball game. Hamlin's a sophomore. They give it to Edwards. He gets to the outside, still on his feet. Makes a guy miss. 50, 30, 20, and tripped up at the 10-yard line. <laughs> Edwards. Wow. And again, Panthers are doing nothing fancy. I mean, they've got a bunch of reserves in Edwards, just a freshman. He hit the outside and I thought he was gone. I mean, just uh, all of a sudden, though, the ball's down inside the 10 yard line. It's on the nine yard line. And, you know, I was thinking maybe a first down or two run the clock out, but I don't know. And, and, you know, again, Coach Clark's not doing anything fancy. He's uh He's just handing the ball off. Yeah. <laughs> and we've said that before. You can't tell a kid not to score. They pulled out a, just about everyone out of the ball game. Hamlin on a keeper, and the ball's on the ground. Panthers recover it. They're going to lose about seven or eight on the play. Yeah, that was another one of those interesting calls because it looked like Hamlin was down. It looked like he was his forward motion had stopped, and all of a sudden a late looked to me like a late hit came in from Manhattan. The ball coughed, coughed up. Fortunately, Derby's able to bounce on it. Thatcher comes in. Mercer Thatcher. And he'll be the quarterback now. It's going to be second down and, oh gosh, second and goal from the 18, 17 yard line. Panthers lead this one 56 0. Thatcher on a keeper. He's going to pick up, well, maybe a yard. So it's going to be third and long. Got a couple more score updates. Olathe North now 28, Blue Valley West 14. Mays now over Mays South 14 0. Northwest, another battle there. Northwest 28, 21, excuse me. Bishop Carroll, 18. Last year, I think that ball game ended up 80-something to 70-something. So about little, 80 to 67, I think, is what the final ended up. Yeah, up a little there. tighter score there, at least this this time. Still have the Topeka 21, Junction City 7. 
Well, Panthers are going to go on to the semifinals, and it looks like they're going to, if nothing changes, they're going to play Topeka here at home again next week. Third and goal. Again, they pitched it. This time, it was a, not a very good pitch. The timing just wasn't there. So it's going to be fourth down for the Panthers. They're now fourth down and goal from about the 26. It's like St. Thomas Aquinas, 41. Blue Valley Southwest, 13. Bishop Miege, 28. Tonganasi, 10. And I, I had some people telling me that uh, that was going to be a Bishop Miege loss. But uh, as we know, Bishop Miege is pretty tough. Yeah, Bishop Miege is pretty good. I, I... Panthers lead 56-0. We got a moving clock. We're under four minutes to play. And I don't, there's no, there, the 25-second clock. The official gave the, gave the uh, signal to reset the 25-second clock. So it's going. And, uh, you know, Panthers aren't really in any big hurry to, to snap the football. It's fourth down and goal from 26-yard line. Going in motion is Edwards. Back to pass goes Thatcher. Ball was dropped at about the 10-yard line. It wouldn't have been enough for a touchdown, so it's going to be Manhattan's football from out here at the 26-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, that's a, a ball that we probably should have caught, but uh, he was hit just as his hands got on the football. So Manhattan dodged a bullet on the, after the long run from Dylan Edwards. Uh, Panthers uh, had a couple fumbles, moved the ball backwards, or the score could have gotten even uglier. First and 10 Manhattan from the 26-yard line, their 26-yard line. Now Junction City's coming back a little bit. It's into the third quarter. It's now 21-14. Low pass out in the flat, incomplete. Manhattan's kind of hurrying. Clock's moving, 235 and county. It's uh, 56-0 here. So right now it looks like, uh, you know, there's still a quarter of football left there, and it's 21-14, so we may still be up in the air a little bit about who we will face next week. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't have spoke out loud about who I thought would win. Back to pass again. And a man in the open in the field, and it's caught. Wow. That was just thrown up, and there was two guys in the vicinity. And the officials are, are – are, Manhattan's in a real hurry up trying to get down the field. The officials are letting some calls go now. I mean, it's late in the ball game, and they're not uh, – they're pretty laxed. First and 10 from the 43. Pass up, and it's incomplete. Again, good defense out there by the Panthers. That was Corey Atkins, the sophomore. Yeah, we've seen him have a couple of nice plays, and that was good coverage. Yeah, they, they list they list Corey at five uh, eleven, and he looks all of that. And he's uh, as said it just a sophomore. So nice coverage on the play by the Panthers. Manhattan is wanting to get some points on the board. They want to get out of Derby with at least seeing the end zone. Back, oh, straight ahead goes Oshenbrenner. He gets hit, knocked down hard at about the 30-yard line. Number nine. We are under, Luke Sweat we are on under the tackle. A under a minute. 
Under a minute and counting. Panthers lead 56-0. Oshenbrenner again on a keeper. He's going to get knocked down hard after a bit of a gain. Probably eight or nine yards on the play. It's going to be third down or second down and about two. Manhattan wants to get points on the board here, no question. They're in a hurry-up offense. Back to pass, Oshenbrenner. He's kind of running. He's looking for somebody. Nearly picked off. That should be the last play of the ball game. Panthers are going to get out of here, shutting out the Manhattan Indians 56-0. to zero, no one would have thought that. Yeah, Doyle, again, I think it just sends shockwaves around the state. Everyone knows Derby's good, but I think when uh, you start getting to this part of the season and you, you pitch a shutout against a good Manhattan team and uh, they're just their second loss of the season, you put up 56, I think some people are really going to look at that score. Yes, and, and yes, I, I think I think you're absolutely spot on on that deal. They are going to be looking at that score and saying, what is going on in Derby? So Panthers win this one 56 to nothing, and it's just, I mean, who'd have thunk it? Well, and, and as we said all week long, everyone's going, how's the game going to be? And, you know, to a man, most people said, hey, it's going to be a good ball game. I, I think everyone felt confident, but I don't think anybody, Coach Clark, anybody would have said, hey, I think we're going to go to a running clock early in the second half. We're going to come out of this thing that with that type of score. The good news is Derby, Derby advances. You know, the only question marks is we got a couple guys we hope are, are okay health-wise. Yes, uh, health-wise, we'd like to have Dorsey and we'd like to have Adler back. But, you know, uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> Lim Wash came in and just fired on all cylinders for the Panthers. So it was like, you know, he was our starter, even though he didn't come in till late in the th- second quarter, I believe. Well, Lim Wash is another one of those guys that you talk about, kind of like Coach Pontius was talking about, uh, you know, a, a Isaac Keener, and, and, you know, you've got a guy that uh, could, could be playing, but he's playing behind an all-world. Well, you know, that's what you got with Adler and Wash. I mean, you got two guys that would quarterback anywhere in the, in the state of Kansas. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable, uh, the, these two quarterbacks, and hopefully they'll both, you know, They'll both be available next week against Topeka. But the Panthers win this one 56 to nothing. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. John Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, we'll hear from Clay Cross about an ailment that affected his singing career, and Larnell Harris tells us what it means for him to be in the GMA Hall of Fame. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on a live 105. Take a ride the of God. Oh, yeah. Ahoy mates, 
The clock on the wall tells us only one thing. It's time again for a top 30 flashback. We're going to go back to a particular year and month, and this time it's November 1992. Music from Stephen Curtis Chapman, for him, Susan Ashton, Michael W. Smith, and a few surprises. Join us for the top 30 flashback, November 1992, happening this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. CCM Classic, a program that highlights contemporary Christian music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We love playing Christian music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and the new millennium. Thanks for listening to CCM Classics. CCM Classics with Chris Yates every Sunday night at 7 on Alive 105. I'm Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll be sharing stories of loving your neighbor in honor of the new movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. She asked her dad if she could take him a milkshake. And that was her simple way of just wanting him to know, I love you. What a kind gesture to a guy who maybe for most of his life has been alienated. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon and weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on Alive 105. Well, we're back in, in Panther Stadium where Derby's just knocked off Manhattan. They will advance to the semifinals of the western side of the bracket, and uh, we're really not sure who they'll play. It'll either be Junction City or Topeka. The last score we had, I believe Topeka was up by a touchdown in the, getting ready to start the, the fourth quarter. Well, so. I think they just uh, came across and said now Topeka's up 28-14, so it sounds like maybe they're starting to pull away, but you know, you and I've seen crazier things happen. And uh, so uh, we, we, we don't, we're not going to speculate. We know we're going to play one of them. And uh, the way the Panthers are playing right now, I, I don't know. I mean, they're just firing, like I said, on all cylinders. It, it really doesn't matter at this point who we play. Well, let's go ahead and get into our end of the game stats for tonight. Uh, Rushing was the, the story for the Panthers. 28 attempts on the ground, 356 or seven yards. For Manhattan, 31 attempts on the ground, 74 yards. This is a Manhattan team that came in with two guys that were over a thousand yards rushing. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, two guys, and they didn't. Yeah, Panther defense pretty much held them down. Now Derby didn't have to throw the football much. Uh, first half i know they only threw it twice for the ball game they were three for seven for 117 yards while manhattan was five for 22 with an interception at 110 yards the derby tonight 474 total yards of offense manhattan just 199 again you just got to put your hats off of this defense of the panthers these guys have uh, held opponents to just unbelievable yardage. Well, you know, it's like like we said, uh, you know, it, that was the question mark coming in. But they've certainly, we started saying this in game two, they've answered the bell. For the Panthers uh, throwing the football tonight, Adler just one for two for 54 yards. Again, that reception was to Reed Liston on a nice screenplay. Lim Wash one for two for 39 yards. Mercer Thatcher one for three for 24 yards. Reed Liston had the one catch. Kavion Walker had a catch for 39 yards and a nice touchdown that was delivered by Lim Wash. David, uh, and that's actually Dylan Edwards, had a catch for 24 yards. In the rushing department, Trey Washington, another nice night, 11 touches, 142 yards. You can figure that average pretty easy, Doyle. Yeah, it, it, yeah. He's, he's up over 1,200 yards total for the season so far. And, and as we say, playing only half the football games. 
Lem Wash, five touches for 101 yards. Dylan Edwards, the freshman, five touches for 90. Grant Adler, three touches for 60 yards. Mercer Thatcher, four touches for minus 16 yards. Again, Panthers uh, tally up 474 yards of offense tonight. And more importantly, shut out Manhattan 56-0. Yes, it's going to be the Panthers against somebody next week. And again, as good as the Panthers are playing, we really don't care who comes in. I'm sure that's what the coach's attitude is. We don't care. But Panthers win this one 56-0. This has been Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9. Thanks for listening.